This episode is brought to you by our generous sponsor, Cobalt Press. Tales of the Old Margreve, a 5e adventure that takes you deep in an ancient magical forest with new spells, monsters, magic items, and wondrous locations. Contained within this dragon's hoard of material, you will find a collection of 12 adventures for heroes level 1 to 10, and over 200 pages full of blood and thorns, vengeful dragons, and secrets of the forest. <laughs> Head on over to critacademy.com slash Press and get your copy of Tales of Old Margrave today. Hello and welcome, heroes, to the Crit Academy. I am your host, Justin. I'm your guest, Austin. I'm your co-host, Brandon. And I'm your co-host, Ian. Why does Ian always have to go last, Brandon? I don't know. We just always do it that way. Because when we joined, I joined because you asked me to, and he joined because I followed. (laughs) (laughs) I want to let you know that you're not any less important than Brandon because your name is last. I want you to know that. That's true. I've always got last. My my last name's Wood. That's fair. (laughs) That's really fair. (laughs) This podcast was created to provide you, our heroes, with new and reusable material for both players and DMs. We hope to inspire you with creative content that you can bring with you on your next adventure. Our show may not be suitable for young children, but neither is our D&D games. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We want to give a huge shout out to our newest gold tier patrons. I haven't actually done this in a while, so I've got a couple on here. Charles and Rachel Coons, thank you so much for your support. Christopher Milton and Benjamin Wright. They are our most recent gold tier patrons. If you don't know what Patreon is, it's a powerful tool for you to support your favorite creators on your favorite platform. It's a reward-based a tiered-based reward system. Gold tier members get a copy of our Unearth Tips and Tricks book. They get a copy of our newest content release. They get to join us for D&D games uh, and join us on our D&D Discord. Our, I mean, there's just all kinds of fat loots in there, so definitely check it out at criticademy.com. D&D Discord. What? D&D Discord. D&D Discord. Dungeons and Discord. Dungeons and Dicks. Wait, what? Oh, no, God. Hang on. Wait. <laughs> Dicks no. and dudes. Oh, no. <laughs> we it lost. just keeps getting worse. <laughs> um, yeah, so if you'd like to support the show or you like our products, um, pick them up. It's all fantastic. Um, thank you guys very much. Uh, Charles and Rachel actually joined us for a uh, D&D session this uh, yesterday, and they became patrons yesterday, so they yeah, must have really had great. fun. That's all you, B. Uh, so they, he, uh, they messaged me afterwards on the way home. They're like, I... I don't get to be a player often, so thank you very much. It was a lot of fun. Mm. I was like, oh, wow, thanks. That's <laughs> awesome. <you> had fun. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to thank you guys for joining us today here at Crit Academy Studios, where everything's made up and your roles don't matter. Yep, that's right. Your roles are like a character without any motivation. Which, in a dungeon delve, isn't so bad. In any other campaign, that's not good. Yeah, that's kind of fair. <laughs> Although, to be fair, I don't think people respect Dungeon Dells like they used to. <laughs> so I'm really excited for today's episode. Um, we got a really great question from patron Edward Tate, New York Tater! Tater. So I really like this question, and I, at the time I didn't have a really good answer, and honestly now I still don't, but I'm hoping we can get some good discussion out of it in regards to liches. 
All Vegas I know is Vegas stitches. stitches. <laughs> you bastard, you beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> Our main topic today is what is your motivation? When I was going through, uh, I'm always constantly looking for different content and ideas, and I was going through my old 4E players strategy guide, and there was these really 10 awesome questions that help you decide, uh, help the DM and the player decide what their anticipation is out of the game, especially for some players don't know that. So I'm really excited to talk about that. And of course, we have our unearth tips and tricks where every week, uh, every week we bring you new and reusable material for both players and DMs. What's in our, DM, what's in our unearth tips and tricks? Let's see. We have encounters. We have character concepts. We have a monster variant. We have a magic item. We have a player tip and a DM tip. Just Every for you guys. Every single week we bring you fat tips, man. That shit got burned into my brain. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really excited for that. But before all that, we spend a few minutes talking about what's going on in our realms. And I think universally we want to, uh, unless you guys got something special, um, we're going to talk about a couple D&D games we just recently had, right? Uh, the one on Friday. Yeah, um, I ran one Friday and I ran one Saturday. Yeah, and now actually that was your first time running one for our patrons. Yes, that was my so, first. So how patron, did that go? Patron game. Uh, I feel it went well. It was my own mod that I created a year or two ago, and I had to buff it out a little bit. So when I first ran it. You guys were like, "Yeah, that was pretty good." But I got some problems. Some quarries for you. <laughs> queries, not quarries. 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 Holy quarries crap. Um, so just a heads up, there is a massive thunderstorm around us, so... Is that, is that rain? And that is rain. I thought someone pressed, like, a special effect button. No, I'm that's rain. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so like, if I, we lose signal again, that's probably it. There's yeah. been storms around here the last couple days, so... <laughs> yeah, that was heavy. a... <laughs> My wife's like, hope you guys rolled up your car windows. I think so. Oh, the look on Rana's face yeah. is priceless. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a video of you out there running in the middle of a stream to go to roll yeah, up your windows. Was, uh, My I'm last pretty art sure... Stream. I think I think there was like another episode. Maybe it was like when we were playing D anD D. But I think there was another time when Brandon literally ran out. And yeah. I remember watching it happen in real time. <laughs> I was just like, "Oh God!" Oh uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> the elements are a bitch. That's why it's important to include that shit in your D anD D campaigns. Yeah, I don't and... want to deal with tsunamis. They <laughs> <Yeah>. suck. <laughs> Anyways, even even last night near the end of the uh, the mod, the, the lights flickered on and off, and the headphones were going. Ee! Like, oh, no, no, please don't let the stuff break. Yeah, I'm broke. I can't afford a generator. Yeah, if this shit breaks, we're going to be down for a month or two. Anyway, so you, you're running your uh, your adventure that you kind of custom built, and it's hilarious. I took a picture of his notes, and it basically was just our initiative. Yeah, that's it. That, <laughs> that's all that was in his notes. But you wouldn't know that watching him because he was looking at the computer the whole time, but there was nothing there. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, it was a fun game. Uh, I hope you guys had fun. Yeah, it was It was really cool because it was time. We, like, walked through a bubble that sent us back in time. Back in time. That was in my head the whole day. So Sounds like a crazy uh, thing. What did you what, think of the characters? I ran a really fun character that I've been running in our campaign. I just started running in our campaign. Yeah. I forgot. What was this? Uh, Taruk? Taruk. Taruk. And he was... I don't want to say what he was because it's something we're making. No. It's the path of the brawler. That's already out. Actually, you can pick it up. It's, oh, a, gold, right. it's yeah. a silver bestseller on DM's Guild. Yeah, he, he, uh, <laughs> he, made, he made our path to the, the bar, hard barbarian brawler. But he flavored it as flavored it as him as a chef. Oh yeah, he, he cooks a lot. And his mall was actually a giant iron skillet. <laughs> and, and what you call it? You it was it, Phil. Phil. And then when it got enchanted, it became Philip. <laughs> <laughs> and every time, every time he'd rage, his his uh. His uh, chef's hat would be crooked, but when he rages, it goes, whoop, <laughs> sits straight up on it. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I stole that right from uh, Final Fantasy IX. Uh, Quinna, the, the chef, the, the blue blue mage that eats people and gets their powers, uh-huh. her, her, her cap does that. 
it starts off, and then when she goes into a limit break, it pops up. And I was like, that would be an awesome rage mechanic. <laughs> so it was pretty cool. The, the, the characters we played with at the table were awesome, too. Um, oh, yeah. It was fantastic. It, it, that was a great game. And the Friday game, that was, that was just as much fun. Uh, yep. We yeah, a new that, player that day. That was fun because, uh, yeah, was, we had a new player. It was their first game. Did they have a good time? Yeah, he had a great time. Okay, that, that's awesome. That's what I, I had a great time. As for uh, <laughs> Justin's character, <laughs> I slaughtered him. Yeah, he flogged me to death. I flogged Literally. him to death. And one of the people who flogged him was his next character who yeah! killed him. I beat so. myself to death. <laughs> like, I didn't know that <laughs> was going to happen. Like, he's like, oh, by the way. Um, uh, he said, like, there's some red orc guy. And I was like, huh. That's surprisingly detailed, but all right. Maybe it's just some dude that I'll meet down the road. Nope, he joined the party. His name's Brick, and he's got re- he's got like deep red skin. The part yeah. the part hilarious was even though you, you didn't realize that every single thing you gave description was about him, about him like that. That's like Axe from Dota Two. I made him up. He's one of those features that also sounds like Axe from Dota Two. He had the sideburns and like the shaved little chin area. It was fantastic. It was really really great. Yeah, they, they were they were fun games, but they, it ended late last night, so yeah. I'm I'm I tired. Hit literally He's tired. nothing. You did what? You did? I hit literally nothing, and no one hit me. It was a very boring time for a paladin. <laughs> I was like, huh, and they went, huh, and I was like, ah. Oh. And that's when I learned about, uh, well, Great. what was it called? Something economy. Action economy. Action economy. Oh, when yeah. Five players versus one thing. It doesn't work that well. <laughs> Not yeah. at all. Not for the one thing. doesn't matter <laughs> no, how powerful that thing no, is. No, there wasn't a whip in Nene. I forbid that from ever being in my games. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Can we also mention he turned into a spider and we literally squished him to death? Yeah. Like, that bastards. was how he actually died. <laughs> he, he, tried, got he got squished. He tried to run away as a spider. After being flogged. <laughs> yeah, actually, I remember actually in a different game we actually encountered a a dragon with a with two fire elementals, mm-hmm. and even though there's only three of us, it's like okay, we see our stealth rolls. We have some fries. I'm a sorcerer. You two are barbarians. Um, twin spell haste. Two barbarians. The uh, dragon didn't even <laughs> act. <laughs> And it was rated as a extreme level encounter. Oh, well, yeah, uh, he he drew the short stick though, because when he did turn into a spider, there was four uh, guards, city guard, who were trying to step on him. That's eight legs, eight feet. Every one of them failed except for the last one. I got stomped on. I got beat. In it was, he almost made it to a hole in the wall and still got stepped. On. He he said, and I quote. This is a re-envisioning of the passion of the Christ. And, that, and I literally was like screaming as my character. Like, oh, no, stop, please. It was horrible. So. I literally just oh, yeah. stood there. I was like, I don't know what to do with this. Oh, yeah. I tried persuading and everything. And like, I was like, I don't know what to do from here. My entire party just watched. They just watched me get beat to death. To be, no. to be fair, you were being beaten to death by 12 uber-level city guards. Yeah, so. Yeah, they're all veterans. It's like, okay, so you all can give me uh, you can give me a, a history check or a perception check if you want. The DC is five. And they'll all roll. It's like, okay, yeah, we all got to love it. You know if you touch these guys, you're all fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, so uh, if you haven't run Dragon Heist, it takes place in Waterdeep. And there's we've actually did the the, the, the episode we did was uh, Laws of the Land. And one of the things is, you know, the, the, the murder and drawing your weapon and masquerading as a nobleman, uh, forgery, all those things are like high crimes. All are in my backstory. Yeah. He... <laughs> like, I'm a master, like forger right and uh, in fairness too brandon made a very clear session zero 
So then I just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I tried to, what did I do? I tried to trick a guard or something like that. Or I, I tried to pretend I was somebody that I wasn't. And yeah, it didn't go well. You were a nobleman. Yeah. And then they put a crown of secrets. truth on you with fucking razor blades inside it. Oh, yeah. It was totally the passion of the Christ shit. My and my character's definitely going, I am glad they didn't put on my character. Because, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. One of his things is he always lies, even about weird shit. Like, your how do you like your food? Yeah, mine. He's like, yeah. how do you like your food? Eh, I think it's nasty and it might be the best thing in the world. Or if it's, if it, if it's nasty, he'll tell him, that oh, it tastes great. <laughs> no reason. Which, by the way, I got some shit with one of our players, too. Like, did you notice that anytime I would say anything, Matt would roll insight? Yeah. He would roll insight all the time. Because he was sitting over my shoulder when I rolled up my character. Right? Yeah. So he knew that he always lies. So anytime I said anything, he just rolled initiative. <laughs> I'm just like, dude, you're not so good you're going to catch me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so that was uh, that yeah. was pretty fun. All right. Well, I think that'll do it for the In the Realm. Brandon, if they'd like to visit other realms, how can they do so? Well, they can visit Grid Academy at gridacademy.com, where we'll have a uh, link to audible.com. And if you join them, you can get a 30-day 30 free, 30 free trial along with a free ebook. Even if you end a subscription, you can get the book. Yeah, it's fantastic. Thank you for that. That was really good. I like the announcer voice. Yeah, I You know. do voices really well. I know you love me. Well, I didn't say that. I, I say I love your voices. See, he he's trying to cover it. Yeah. He does love yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, moving on to our Let's Talk About Blank segment. We have a question from Edward Tate. Mr. New York Tater himself. The man. The myth. The beard. <laughs> Need help. Got a demoness that ultimately bounds the characters and travels north to her lair. When they arrive... That's what? That's hot? That's... Yeah, I don't know that's what he was going for, but maybe. I guess the bard would be happy. The bard's like, oh, please. <laughs> Demoness, please. Uh, when they arrive, <laughs> she consumes them to accomplish her goal of becoming a lich. On second thought, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I need some object or other artifact that can break the spell. Suggestions? Keep in mind, I am building this encounter based on a song from uh, San... Who? Sanhedrin? Yep. Okay. Uh, that is part of my Adapted Realms homebrew. Alright, guys. Hit me up with your best best things. The f- Nothing? Okay, do you want me so to go first? You're talking about a spell or an object that can dispel her... Or like mind, mind control Probably thing? some sort of mind control. Charm effect, I would assume. Um, I honestly... So, uh, I tried to get a little more detail about this. Um, I th- I think if you were uh, yeah, there's a few pepper nails in there I wasn't familiar with. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. Um, <laughs> honestly, when I envisioned this, uh, one of the first thing I asked him is if you're running through like a wilderness of like a, a winter thing, uh, the old we t- the old uh, magic item from the Dritzeros, Crenshinabon, I think would be a great way to introduce that, which then leads into maybe they find some sort of evil artifact that while it breaks, it breaks the enchantment, it starts to turn that person. Now, Crenshinabon's the only one I know of besides of... What's the, the sword? Black Blackthorn? No, that's something else. Black... What is the stupid big sword? The dark one in the... Black must, Razor? Black Razor, yeah. Something like that. A pow- this would be a great way to introduce a powerful evil artifact. So now they're torn between two things. They can they get this artifact and it breaks this person's hold, but that person has to now... They have to party has to now deal with the person changing and, and becoming evil themselves. Um, I thought might be interested. Interesting. Uh, what do you guys think? In the same vein, you could probably just make it so, like, the the sword, while it breaks the mind control, 
on the on the the demoness it just now the sword mind controls them <laughs> yeah and that's kind of what i was thinking um, it's just so like now, now i'm now i have a greater uh, two different evils which one do i makes me live so i guess this one yeah and so that could also be a good point for uh, a contention of a person who's willing to say hey um i know this is bad i can feel it warming my way through but it's our only way to freedom so am i willing to make that sacrifice another thing is is you could uh they could stumble across uh, a little bit more mundane item, something that it just does damage to break it. You know what I mean? Because some of those mind control effects can be broken by damage. Um, I think the only one that can't be is Enslave, right? Don't most of them, once you're under the control, if you take so much damage, does it break? Or am I thinking of something else? Well, it depends on what the kind of compulsion we're talking about, too, yeah. and the circumstances. And it seems you have a fan that says hello. <laughs> hey, Butka Gaming. Butka. I know him, unfortunately. Um, yeah, so uh, um, New York Tater says, I love the ideas, but I just wrote the whip and Nene into the story as mentioned. Of- oh, God. In Soviet Russia, well. the game plays you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, honestly, that uh, if you're looking for something that's rich in lore and heavy, I would choose one of the like, dark artifacts. Um, you can easily have them stumble across a, a more mundane item, Ooh. but it would make uh, a, a magical item that's dark always gets around on its own, and I think that's really cool. Oh, that's I fantastic. like Chuckles' uh, idea there, too, where it says, uh, could possibly have like a diva or something, just like, uh, come by and just break it for them, and then now you have to do a quest for an angel. Oh, yeah, like, uh, I scratch your back, now do it mine, or I'll, I'll smite you to death myself. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's a good way to tie it in. And actually, we've talked about that on the show, that something you don't see happen very often is random, powerful creatures. You see dragons in the sky occasionally, but you never see, like, angels in battle flying off in the distance. Oh, yeah, I never. think that would be just fantastic, you know? She's taking you to your lair. Maybe the angels are uh, in on something, the devas are in on something, trying to... to bring down this demoness and you just happen to be yeah be there while they're about to come down on her before she attains her power right and it's all just happenstance of what that um that lich is trying or that woman that demoness is trying to do and they're in on it so i actually like that better than any of my ideas so go with that one yeah that's, that's pretty cool <laughs> i mean it's not like an artifact or an object but right. it's an event <laughs> So your ideas were way better than mine. <laughs> oh, uh, Wizard Cadius says, what about a sentient weapon that refuses to be used? That's kind of where I was going with the um, the, the razor. Um, that's a sentient weapon, isn't it? Yeah. The black razor. Um, and it kind of coerces the, the character to, to pr- pursue darkness, if I remember right. It's been a while since I read those things. but uh, oh. And now I'm thinking about Nightblood from the Warbreaker book. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't read Warbreaker. It's on my list for Brendan Sanderson, right? Yeah. It's on my... I got it downloaded. I haven't read it yet. Short though. version? Do not pull that sword. Oh, man. Don't, no spoilers, dude. Um, it's <laughs> no, nothing you won't know early on. Right. Uh, Deva is weakened and releases the hold and needs the party's help to regain her power. I like See, that. that. That works. That is fantastic. Yeah. That's a nice, smooth transition into a new goal because now they are obligated to help this, this person. Yeah, it's not I helped you, now help me or die. And now it's... I helped you, now please help me get back to where I need to be. Right, absolutely. So I can continue doing good to the world. Yeah, and I think I think, I think, when quests roll together like that, it makes for an interesting and strong uh, narrative and makes the story better. All right, good. I think that'll do it for our um, Let's Talk About Blank segment. Uh, Tate, I hope we got you, got some, we got you some, uh, some good stuff the there. Least, yeah. um, if not, feel free to send a letter to the complaint complaint department you know he would he's the only person who actually would <laughs> before we move on to our main topic we have a gift to give away <laughs> wizard Cadius, geek poltergeist each episode we will draw Rip one up. lucky subscriber's name and they will win the five star rated adventure 
Banquet of the Damned, oh Compliments of Goblin Stone. Goblin Stone is a community project for D&D fans based out of the UK. They aim to be a place where you can team up with professionals to turn your ideas into high-quality products and give every fan a chance to get published. Be sure to head over to www.goblinstone.com or you can check out our fellowship link on our website, www.critacademy.com. Brandon, who is our winner today? Our winner for this week is Cook2B4. Uh, congratulations to Kirk2B4. If you enjoyed the adventure, please leave Goblin Stone a review. A review. <laughs> Moving on to our main topic, what is your motivation? Ooh. So, one thing that I, I've learned over my years of playing D&D is the best way to make sure you as the DM offer the best service to your players is to understand your players. Right? If, if you don't understand the players, how are you going to give them a good game? You, I constantly hear this, I'm the DM, it's my story. And honestly, if you're that kind of DM, you suck. Or I am the DM, my game, my rules. Yes. Same. I are DM, I God. Yeah, no, you're not. I mean, I'm and, God King. but And um, honestly, I find a DM having that mindset, that... Probably kills games a lot quicker than anything else. Yeah, and it creates a and enhances a negative stigma that already exists with that bullshit. So, right. no. um, yeah, go ahead. I say no, Tater. I didn't get fired from the soundboard. We have a fourth player here today, so yeah, we only have four jacket. in lines. So, um, yes, but obviously, I'm better at it. So, <laughs> um, so <laughs> when you're when, when we're running games for our players, the Obviously, after a while, you'll learn what your players uh, want out of a game, but that could take a while, and it takes a lot of work on the DM's part to pry it out of the players if they don't give it to you. And sometimes the players don't even know what they want. Have you guys ever been in that situation? Yes. No. Okay, well, we not, got two opposite ends, so yeah, let's, let's... I was going to say, not yet, but I assume that will happen at some point. So, what, what was your experience, Austin? So, I uh, actually DM'd for a game for a little bit. Um... And it was just like a small thing. It wasn't like anything crazy. It was uh, uh, with my niece, my fiance, and I think my half-sister. And none of them, re- one of them knew what they wanted to do. And that was my, my half-sister because she was an orc barbarian. She wanted to hit things. And I was like, okay, throw some encounters at her. <laughs> that's very simple-minded of her. And that's just what she wanted to do. That's just what she enjoyed doing. She just liked to just go in and just see how far she could take her character to go before she dies. It's great. Other two, however, not a clue. <laughs> not not even a remote clue. They're um, like, we like to, we like listening. It's like well, that's great. <laughs> so I'm glad. <laughs> would you agree that it could be very hard to engage players like that that don't know what it is they want out of the game? Yes. Um, now, now, Ian, you are on the other end of that spectrum. You've never had that problem. Not for me personally, anyway. Okay. In the sense of like, I always know I'm a walking wood chipper. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so <laughs> I do. I spend a lot of time trying to research. I've got a bunch of old books and stuff, so I'm always going through this stuff to 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 find interesting things. And when I was going through the fourth edition player strategy guide, on page twelve there is a section called "What's Your Motivation?" And in the section, it gives you ten questions, and each one is multiple choice, which is fantastic for Americans because we yes. suck at tests. 
So making it mul- multiple choice was the best thing you could do. Absolutely. Get, get, also, for the record, you write down for this test the specific answer in the question. Yes. I went, I did not realize that the, my first time through. I went, oh, I got to do it all over again. Uh, well, they, that you're American. I forgive you. Um, to so, be fair, they don't tell you that till after Right, right. <laughs> um, so, John Gemstone actually says, don't most DMs set up a theme, like family, power crops, etc. The players should add the tools the DM set and theme. Now, I would I would say that the theme is different than serving the motivations of the players. Right. Because you can have a theme that's a, a strong political intrigue that the adventurer is going to like, that the thinker is going to like, that the um, explorer is going to like. But if you got a combat player and you don't toss any combat into that game because it's political intrigue, you're not going to be able to engage that player no matter how great your story is if that's what's important to them. So, so saying that, I would like, say yeah. that, yes, I did have a moment like that. So It's like in Game of Thrones terms, it's like you have the character who's Bran Stark, you have the character who's basically um, uh, Tyrion. But you always have the one character who's the hound. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and because of that, yes, you can be a DM and set up the story and set up the, the everything. That's your responsibility. But it's also our responsibility to engage the players. And everyone has something different that's their favorite. Like, Ian, I know he likes combat, so I got to make sure that I put combat. In fact, our big final boss fight for our last campaign was a oh combat design I put together for him because I don't Aww. I don't usually – yeah, you're welcome. I don't <laughs> usually use the grids and stuff, and I know he likes that tactical. So I, the big boss battle was fo- solely designed specifically with him in mind. But I still toss in little scuffles and things just so I know that he gets that his Peter to go on. Um, it was like four hours long. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was long. awesome. Yeah, and I it bet you loved cool. it, right? Yeah. Um, so it is our responsibility, but sometimes we don't know what the player wants and the player doesn't know what they want. So this collection okay. of questions basically allows you to bring that out, either if the player doesn't know it or they do are aware of it, but you're not. And um, this is in our show notes, so you could just print this right up. Um, I do recommend checking out some of the old the old player's strategy guide. Watsy did some really good stuff in this uh, for player tips and stuff like that. Even though it's for 4th edition, a lot of it still does um, kind of fit. Okay. Um, a lot of it translates over. Yeah, and it's in Forgotten Realms, too, so that really helps. Um, so we're basically what we're going to do is we're going to read these questions. Um, we've all kind of already taken this test and kind of rated ourselves. We're going to work through it, and we're going to talk about why we are one way or the other, and we're going to kind of read some of the answers. So that way you can start to see a little bit of our motivations as players and see if you can figure out what type of player you th- uh, player you think we're, we are. What do you guys think? I think that's a great idea, but I haven't had time to do it, so I'm going to grab a pen and paper. <laughs> <laughs> so he'll go last. So the plan is, is we'll each read a uh, one a of the, quest- the question and the answer, and then we'll kind of discuss which is our favorite. Okay. Get, get, and just, like I said, Brendan, as you go down, write down the question number mm-hmm. and the letter yeah, that you pick. Because that's how you questions. solve it at the end. Yep. Yes. Because there's an answer question key for number. each answer at the end. Yeah, question number and letter. <laughs> yeah. So um, the first question for the what's your motivation is, Deep in the Underdark, your party pursues a wizard who has betrayed you. Footprints lead one direction, but you hear something coming down the other tunnel. And you say... So they give us four answers that basically grab some sort of particular aspect of character personality, right? So the first one is... Let's have much lyrics coming, boys. Because we know that there'll be a fight. We could waste hours... Of timing these passages without being a single foe. So, right <laughs> off the top of the bat, what kind of player do you think would answer that? 
The wood chipper. The wood chipper, right? The person who loves combat. That's very much a combat-focused response, right? Hey, you know what? We can hear this guy coming. Let's set up an ambush so we can fight. Boom. What about the next one? Actually, we'll just go in order this way, um, and we'll give Brandon the last one. So it's, uh, my lust for revenge burns like alchemist fire. Each moment it remains unquenched, I suffer. If these footprints might belong to my enemy, I must follow them. What kind of uh, motivation do you guys think this is? This is someone who likes to roleplay. Okay, I would I would agree with that. Yep. Yeah, and like, or maybe not even just like roleplay, but they like to they like to follow what they think the story would lead them on to be. Maybe. Yep. So like maybe they're because uh, uh, this is my answer. <laughs> yeah. So. so in this in this so in this category, there's 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 what five different categories? Or there's actor, explorer, investigator, power gamer, slayer, storyteller, thinker, and watcher. So actor mm-hmm. is definitely under this category, in my opinion. Eight, eight categories. What? There's, there's eight. There's eight. How many? Total yeah. Of okay. Eight. Yeah. I yeah, didn't okay. count them up. I didn't. Yeah. But um, so that definitely fits in that. Which I, as a DM, know that's kind of your shtick. Yeah. So I'm that a, really fit there. I'm well. always killer for revenge stories. So like, if there's someone who's wronged me, I'm gonna go find him. I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't care <laughs> what. It's just. Will you help me, sir? Sir, please help me. I must face my enemy who slaughtered my family. You are just another innocent in the way. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, but you really need to leave. Hello. <laughs> I am a nigger in <laughs> You kill my father. Prepare to die. It only burns when I pee. <laughs> so uh, the, next, the next one That's is... Uh, uh, oh, wait. did I, I read that one. So, okay, uh, so Austin, uh, you want to take number C? Or letter C? God damn it. The approaching noise <laughs> is probably a mindless predator drawn by our lights. Our contact in the Mages Guild said the wizard has apprentices. If these footprints aren't his own, they might have been left by a student who could lead us to him. So what kind of uh, character do you guys think this kind of fits? Uh, There's very important details in this. Right. It's Tactics. someone who likes to yeah, sit down and, I guess, think. So I guess it would be the thinker, right? I, I, can, see a, I can see a point for two things. Either the thinker or the storyteller. Because I could see the storyteller. They're specifically calling out in roleplay story. Hey, we heard this from this person in the guild, I see that. Um, yeah. and said that he had apprentices. So um, I can see either one of those, but it's very methodical. Not let's ambush him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Let's wait and kill. <laughs> it's hey guys, um, let's just let's build up a little camo. We can we can sit here and nah, it's probably not them actually. So let's go. Let's take the left. <laughs> left. It's Surprise, left. <laughs> Brandon, do you want to take the last one there? Uh, yes. Uh, this is D. According to my map, this tunnel leads to the Dorgar city. I see nowhere else the wizard might be headed. Let's get there first and learn something about the city that we can use against him when he arrives. Ooh, I like this one. That sounds like a strategist. Uh, there's mm-hmm. strategists. I can see an argument for thinker or for um, explorer. I could see explorer, I could see explorer just because they want to they venture out. Yeah, they want so to... they want to go this and they want to learn uh, more. So storyteller, thinker, maybe explorer. They um, want to learn more about what's going on. They, right. It's not necessarily like the specifically the clues, right. because if they just knew like the clues that they already had, it would have been C, right? Yeah. But in this one, this is they they want to go out and they want to just see what else is around and they want to explore the world a mm-hmm. little more. And actually, this is the one I picked because this is the sort of stuff that I really get into as a player. I had a really hard time answering these from a player versus DM. I uh, could see that because yeah. I don't get enough experience as a player. But um, I think the issue I had was make 
I think it depends on a what kind of character I'm playing and that's b true. what kind of mood I'm in at the moment. <laughs> right, and and that's something I think that comes with somebody who's been playing a longer time yeah. that knows what they want and how it's fleshed out. This is definitely something designed to help you better understand what you want. You could probably even use this to build a character. Go through it and answer. Okay, how would this character answer this? And then by the end of it, you'll have an interesting character. So. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh number two is another player wants to set up an ambush in preparation for an upcoming combat encounter which argument is most persuasive all right we have first a with a surprise round a good initiative check and an action point your rogue gets a cam but advantages three attacks before the enemy even gets to move <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is to me is very much meta right this is this is this is very. You're talking initiative check. You're talking action points, which are are there that doesn't exist in in five e. But um, you start talking about a rogue uh, a rogue's combat. So this is all very mechanical to me. Yeah. So this sounds very power gamey to me, and that's okay. And I knew it was going to be Ian who would who would have that as his answer. <laughs> is that what you ended up picking? Probably. <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> This is very much power gaming to me, and I, I agree with uh, Ian. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah. This is a good way to, to argue a setup. The more the thing that I really like that this touches on is that you're leveraging somebody's in the group's abilities to set up a, a way to gain an advantage. And honestly, you guys don't do that. Like, very rarely do you guys, all right, guys, what is the best abilities in this situation? How can we do it? You know, so this person... Well, yeah. not out loud. Well, you do. Not out loud. You probably do. <laughs> anyway, so uh, the next one is surrounding the enemies prevents them from escaping and spreading word of our presence, which could prevent problems for us later on. I'm pretty sure I chose this one. Oh, yeah? What do you guys... What category do you think this fa- falls under? The guy who plans ahead. Ah, I would agree with that. It's very much a thinker, uh, a thinker feature, right? This is somebody that's trying to take their actions into consideration. Not like the barbarian says, oh, I'm going to kill you. He's running away. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is more of the, hey, guys, let's kill them so uh, we can win our stealth mission. Yeah. And, and <laughs> it's still stealth if everyone dies at the end. <laughs> oh, God. It doesn't, it doesn't raise the alarm. <laughs> yeah, you don't raise the alarm, which I like the awareness that this person has, which I guess fits under the thinker uh, category because... Players don't usually think that far ahead. <laughs> like, at least not out loud, Ian. Yeah. <laughs> you want to take the next, next yeah. one? Yeah. Uh, let's see, we're on to you. It gives you a chance to describe how your character learned to set up camouflage blinds and decoys while growing up in the Fel Reeve. That's obviously a storyteller. Yeah. Yeah. Someone who's thought about, you know, their character <laughs> a lot and is like, hey guys, we could just do this. I could teach you. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Um, it touches big on. Um, I like the camouflage blind thing. Like, have you guys right? ever built a camouflage blind? <laughs> it's like I'm gonna stealth. I'm does gonna it, hide. How are you gonna do that? I'm gonna build a blind. Does <laughs> a pop up blind for deer hunting count? A pop up uh, blind. Oh my d- god, dude, is that a magical item? That's gotta be a magical item by now. Something like a pop up hunting blind. No, the only thing I can think of is that it should uh, be that yeah. box that you can put up in the air that you can see out of, but no one can see into. It's storyteller. Okay, it is storyteller. Because they're trying to describe which feature they've got and how it's going to work and where they learned it at, and that's fantastic. Yeah, they're really trying to delve in their character, which is really cool to me. Yeah, I agree. I could also even see, like, this could be actor as well, just because they're yeah. trying to act out their character. Yeah, like, actually. If we wanted to 
all right, boys, I need to find me some sticks so I can build me a camouflage blind. And everyone's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, yeah, dude, watch this. And he, he just builds a blind. You're like, well, shit, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> Advantage on your stealth checks, I guess. I don't know. Uh, um, Brandon, do you want to take the last one? Uh, D, uh, the friend who proposed the ambush hasn't gotten the party to follow her suggestions lately. The, oh. one, the one who felt left out. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't know what category that is. That's me in real life. Really? <laughs> I'm pretty sure Chris was a dumb stat. Yeah. So this is so this is something we briefly touched on. Um, somebody who makes ideas but kind of just sits back and watches and doesn't really get involved as much. Yeah. Uh, they, in this they call it the watcher. I kind uh, of I, think of Matt. Yes. Honestly, I can I can see that. Um, he he likes to watch. He likes to watch things unfold, and then if he wants to intervene, he will. Yeah, uh, Josh is kind of like that too. When Josh has come over and play, yeah. um, he's he's very active. He enjoys the good stuff, but he kind of he takes it back. And only if somebody usually engages him uh, does he actually um, jump in. But as my part as the DM is to make sure I'm constantly asking him if there's anything he wants to do. Otherwise, they're easy. To, watches are easy to forget, so forget. Uh, be careful with that. So, mm-hmm. um, the third one we have here. Or, no, we got the third one here third is one. third question. A so, uh, so a social challenge with a prince of the Ifrit broke down, and now the party has to fight their way out of the city of Brass. What plan? What explains the breakdown? All right. Option A. Nobody, and I mean nobody, in the party is trained in insight. <laughs> Even though you told the paladin to swap their heel training for insight the last time you all leveled up. <laughs> That's the meta gamer. Um, I don't. I can't. Yeah, the power gamer. Yeah, I definitely see power gamer there. Um, because you're specifically saying, well, why didn't you take this ability, or why didn't anybody just? Why do we not have a perfectly balanced party to cover every damn situation, people? And that's because we don't like that. Well, some people do, but well, but in some cases, that's it. Not everyone cares about that stuff, and. Sometimes, if I'm you definitely one of those people, yeah. If you bring a group <laughs> of barbarians, there's no way you're getting into the nobles' ball. Okay, well, it's just that's just how it works well, sometimes. Some you'll get in there, <laughs> just not by words, <laughs> not by words, <laughs> not by honeyed words. Right, breaking <laughs> down the door. Do you, do you just not see, remember my character's original Pemberton? No, <laughs> who if was it, a noble who was a, um, with well, anger issues. Yeah, actually. you were that. You could all probably nobles have anger issues. You could probably all pass off as bouncers. Oh, as long yeah. as you dra- like dress up uniformly and stuff. And they could just be like, hey, uh, we work here. <laughs> Can I get you a drink, sir? <laughs> Very Do you cool. have a pass? Uh, and so the guy's like, a, a pass? And then you roll intimidation, and they're like, uh, I don't have my pass. There was a pass? I, I, have, I must have left it at home. He's yeah. like, uh, Wizard okay. Cadius. Is your name on the list? <laughs> Which list? Wizard Cadius get, says, uh, a Of bird. course I'm on the list. I am some. I'll see your na- na- name on the list. Get out. Oh, the joke's on him. I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, my character yesterday, or my character on our games can't read. And it's hilarious. Wait, he yeah. can't? No, he oh, can't. That is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> the joke's on uh, Wizard says a burned hand teaches best. Well, said by Tolkien. That's true. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a right. great way of saying I, it. I was told not to grab the hot curling iron. Guess what I did? Grab the hot curling iron. Guess what I learned? Do not grab the hot curling iron. If I would have just listened to my wise mother, I would have already learned that without having to burn myself. Um, all right, so that's a really good one. The next one we have is B. 
Who cares? It's time to stop talking and start kicking some e freed butt! Wood chipper? Wow. Wood chipper, power, or, yeah, yeah. Wood chipper, slayer, power game, or something along those lines. Yeah. Hey guys, guess what? We're at the party. I don't care. Murder time. <laughs> murder hobos. This is the this is the murder hobo category generally. It really is. <laughs> that noble looked at me funny. <laughs> so I killed him. It's like, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I, I guess he did it. That's funny. Uh, then there's C, which is during the challenge, you learned that the prince's uh, the prince opposes the faction that can aid your quest. Publicly making an enemy of him will help you befriend his rivals. And uh, this is actually my answer, surprisingly. Uh, maybe because all the other ones were kind of like, eh, they're, they're not quite what I would do. Once again, this this is very much a story-driven, focused character. That, you know, it talks about learning that the prince opposes faction can aid you in your quest. So you're referencing something that already exists and making an enemy of him will allow you to befriend his rivals. That's very much somebody who's engaged in the story right. and is aware of what's going on around him. I like that very much. It's not the, the wood chipper who is like, oh, murder stuff. Just kill the Ifrit. Yes. <laughs> kill the Ifrit. Uh, Which is fine. I like yes, that. Uh, we uh, always kind of have one. My answer. That is, uh, the party had all the information it needed from the prince, so you used his crown of flame to light your pipe. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're like, ah. That's awesome. We <laughs> have everything. <laughs> Thank you. You can have that back uh, What category do you guys think this falls under? Oh, man. I don't even know. Power it's... player? Acting. Oh, the impulsive one. The, uh, the instigator. The instigator. That's yeah, the one. Person who's always <laughs> starting some shit. <laughs> Ian, why look at that man? That one <laughs> isn't Kobo all about starting shit. No, no. What was the? I, didn't you play a character? Maybe it's somebody else. That was definitely not me. Uh, I'm trying to remember who it was. Yeah, it's not, I mean, I always Kobo's. Yeah, I mean, Kobo's uh, is more of a Kobo's in the way. It's more of a manipulator. Uh, but I mean, Raven works. always tried to find out stuff that he probably didn't uh, need to find out. Yeah, I was no, I was an older character. I don't remember what it was. Somebody just like, I'm going to poke it with a stick. It's like basically the mantra. I don't know who was that. <laughs> I think that was Anthony. It was Anthony. He always wants to poke poke things with a stick like, "Crikey, that's the most dangerous creature in all of Faerun." Although I'm going to go poke it with a stick. <laughs> Although you definitely played a few characters like that too. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. It's angry. It's angry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely I'm in that category for sure. All right, uh who's got the next one? Alicia says, "Cody so, uh, during Cody this... too, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm gonna blast the damn varmint. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was sh- he got he got our monk killed. Remember that? Yeah, the sorcerer he played he played as Yosemite Sam. Yeah, and he play- he's like, it's evil. I gotta burn it. Oh my god, <laughs> Cody is definitely an instigator. Is that some kind of varmint? He's a bloody varmint's gotta die. <laughs> All right, who's got the next one? Uh, so during a session, the dungeon master notices you're writing something. You show her. First off, you actually assume I'm running something? <laughs> um, a map of the dungeon with notes indicating the possible locations of areas you've heard the inhabitants talk about. So this is probably more like the... Uh, Thinker, planner, explorer. Yeah, I was thinking the the explorer. Cause they, yep. They're like, yeah, this is uh, the area that I'm exploring the world and I, I'm trying to learn more about it and trying to find... The, the intricacies of it right I guess. right yep um i i agree i agree explorer storyteller both fit that category mm-hmm. this is why i see uh troy and his girl doing a lot yes very much so troy's really good at though don't get me wrong troy likes to be a slayer too <laughs> and a power <laughs> actually i'm pretty sure uh uh troy really is well-rounded he's a hybrid 
Yeah. <laughs> He's a hybrid spec. <laughs> um, so uh, the other one, uh, B, is a list of suspects responsible for the mysterious crime wave hitting the character's home city. Ooh. That's definitely my kind of answer, I think. You think that'd be a fall under, like, uh... They care. They obviously care. Uh, they're they're cap. They're thinker, right? They're trying to create a list of suspects, right? This is probably. I could even see like the actor as well, just because they're trying to act into their character and they're trying to figure out. Hey, this is the like I'm listening to the story, sure, but I'm hearing names that pop up that could correlate to me, yep. and I'm trying to write them down. I agree. I agree. Yep. I definitely think that. Which is definitely something fair. I would do. Yeah. Which is so I'd say that definitely is a thinker. Um, all right, uh, see. Uh, a note to the DM describing how you want to plant a forged love letter from the Goblin Empress in one of your comrades' backpacks. Is that an instigator? Because that sounds like an instigator. <laughs> that sounds like an instigator to me. <laughs> that sounds like the, uh, that's what I chose. Shit. That sounds like the dickhole who wants to just be like, <laughs> <laughs> they're never gonna, they're never gonna escape. <laughs> Did you just put something in my hood? Oh, no. by the way. The character that got flogged, this was like his specialty. <laughs> like f- uh, um, framing foraging and forging and... documents. Mm-hmm. That was his jams. So, yeah, um, definitely the instigator on that one. <laughs> uh, Brandon, you want to take D? You up. That, oh, fuck, Chuckles. You just, you just rickrolled him. He just, you just rickrolled Brandon. That's hilarious. <sighs> I don't, is that, is that, <laughs> no, that's not. Uh, Brandon, you want to take D there? Yes, Delta. Funny things people said during the session. To be added to the campaign quotation list. <laughs> that's also a good one. I don't know who this would be, but that's a good one. Oh, uh, that would be the Watcher. The Watcher. <laughs> that's what they categorize it as. The guy that's just kind of sitting back. That was funny. I'm gonna write that down for Twitter later. <laughs> I'll admit, I have a few like articles here and there of I love context D and D quotes that were just hilarious to read. Yep. Yeah. So that's a really interesting one. But some people enjoy that stuff. Honestly, my favorite memories are the funny ass weird shit that happens. So, um, all right. Fake so. Which of these behaviors from other players bugs you the most? I had a hard time answering this because everything. And <laughs> <laughs> you want to take A? Chucking out of character during intense role-playing moments. Ooh, that's that's that, that's a me that, right there. That's a that's an actor or a. Uh, that, that is me. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, it is. Because uh, like I like the role play. No, that's yeah. just me. I, yeah. I like the the interactor, the interaction with the uh, players and NPCs and stuff. Yeah. That said, I do kind of want to smack the player who occasionally goes in character. What is this television you speak of? Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna slap you. <laughs> uh, so that's yeah, that's definitely kind of the the that person really likes the story. The, the they're the actor. They don't want you interrupting your their moment <laughs> with bullshit, which happens all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, so the the next one here is moving to an area that prevents your character yeah, from charging into a flanking position. Yeah, I hated this much. This, this is a barbarian. This <laughs> is a this is a power gamer. I think um, somebody who gets pissed off yeah. because somebody's moving in their way, so that if they need to charge, they can't do it. Yeah, um, yeah. That's definitely that's definitely how I see that. And honestly, that pisses me off too. So <laughs> especially since. Especially in for the edition, I built a barbarian who was built to charge. So. Oh, and then people like run in front of you. What are you doing? You idiot! Chuckles. Logan, hey, thanks for joining us over in Iceland. That's actually pretty bad. Oh, that yeah, is dope. I'm sorry really we're cool. destroying your country. And sleep. With all our terrible 
you everything know, everything that we do <laughs> as Americans. Yeah, We're sorry. The closer you are to the U.S., the worse it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so thank you for tuning in, Logan. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he says, that's it. I'm taking away our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. That's not, uh, I was going to say, that's not very American, but that's pretty American. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Who's that the next one? Uh, Just kidding, guys. So C, uh, putting you <laughs> on the spot to make an important decision for the group. Um, this one was... I. I, it was definitely A and C that was uh, pretty pretty hard for me. You think so? Because like, so when it, when people just drop the bomb on me, or when the DM does it, I'm just I like, do that. Ugh. Like if it's well, an action, I can think of an action. If it's like role play related, I'm like, I have no idea what you what you want from me. Yeah, <laughs> and, and have the kids play. I'm like, do I look like the guy with a plan? <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a, a the watcher again, the person who's kind of reserved and sits at the table and doesn't really mm-hmm. have have their whole um. They're uh the they're engaged, but they're kind of keeping their distance. So when you're put on the spot like that, it can yeah. be jarring. Um, which is why those people have a hard time at my table because I constantly turn to everyone like, "What are you doing? What are you doing? What's going on over there? What do you think about this?" I'm yeah. serving guard. <laughs> I say that that was that's what the my answer was. Not not because of that reason, but because my mind wanders and tends to wander as a player. You as see a player, it. I'm pretty sure it just wanders in general. I'm pretty sure it so happens as a DM too. It, it does. It does a little bit, but this makes it harder for uh-huh. me as a DM because yeah. I'm the one who has to keep the role play going and going. Yeah, you did. Yeah. A, you do a good job, though. You really do. I had fun yesterday, though. Yeah. Apparently, Alicia's like you were looking down at your phone an awful lot. It's because I was looking up puns and talking to my mom. <laughs> By the way, I love yeah. puns, and I had so many cooking puns. It was totally on fire yesterday. Yeah, get it? Cooking fire. I'm bringing the heat, bitches. Yeah. He had so many. Of them. What was the one that had to do with peas? Uh oh, bitch peas. <laughs> oh my god, it's glorious. Actually, let's, uh, let's go kale somebody. Uh, our patron Rachel actually gave me the best one. When I rage, um, he goes in. Uh, what? Oh shit, I forgot. Let us get cooking. Let us. Oh, let us get cooking. There we go. <laughs> I'll be here all. I'm here all night, guys. Uh, shit, where do we leave off? We're on D We're now. On D. Yeah, Give us the D, uh, Brandon. Uh, forgetting, <laughs> forgetting the name of the Duke's Chamberlain during a tense negotiation. I could see where that could uh, make some people upset. Yeah, for the people yeah. who are really. Were you not paying story. attention? Actually, yeah. I should have answered that with my answer because of last night. I didn't know what the date was. <laughs> and you couldn't understand the question. Oh my god! Was, if you guys don't watch any of our live show, go back to yesterday's. <laughs> and watch, watch Brandon trying to answer a question of what year it is. I'm like, I, I don't know what the, how the years work in this game. I'm not very good with the He lore. literally could have made anything up and been more accurate than five minutes of stumbling. I'm sorry, but it was really funny. That, that's what it was. Let us get yeah, cooking. Let us get cooking. Yeah, I, I remember. <laughs> oh um, Alright, so, uh, shit, which one are we on? We're on six, six? now. It really makes your day win. <laughs> You discover a hidden sub-level in the dungeon that the other characters pass by without noticing. <laughs> Excuse me. What do you guys think that one is? That screams Explorer. Yeah, I would agree. Literally screams it. It's like, oh, I found the the secret passage that no one else did, and I get some cool ass loot. This is <laughs> my shield. And then you don't tell nobody. Yeah, Just, you don't. <laughs> where did Bill go? Bill? Oh, the alien got him. Clearly, <laughs> oh, <laughs> the rock. The rock got him. <laughs> <laughs> so yesterday, our, our the guy that was leading the caravan disappeared, and I told him a rock probably got him. And then uh, the guys were like, "What? A, why would a, a rock hit him, make him disappear?" I'm like, D- "A rock, R O C, like a flying bird." But 
<laughs> Brandon's like, what are you talking about? Oh, I got the attention span of a gnat. Sorry. Um, all right. Yeah, that's that's pretty clear on that one. Um, B yeah. is, hear the other players talking about a crazy situation you got them into months ago. <laughs> this one was me. <laughs> yeah. What, what? The, the grappling hook. It just keeps coming up. It just... I, <laughs> I was like, ah, <laughs> how do I get myself out of this one? Can I grappling hook myself under a table? <laughs> Jess is like, God damn it. You can can I just do one of these and hoist it back up with me so that way she doesn't see the trail of the rope? Yeah, my uh, my shops don't sell grappling hooks no more. <laughs> it is Fair. not on the list. Mine do. Um, so which category do you put this in? Um, they, probably the instigator. Yeah, yeah, that's what just they they want to. They want to. It's bring up crazy shit. Yeah, they're yeah. like. To be fair, this strikes me as the current country I'm playing on a Friday game. <laughs> I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Very much that. Uh, you want to pick up C there? Yeah. Awesome. So, um, really makes your day when you use what you've learned about the enemy to manipulate them into fighting each other instead of you. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Pretty that badass. Is, I, take that I don't back. know when That's I'll... my character. <laughs> that's, a, that's totally a thinker. That's somebody who has thought out, has taken the information that they've gathered, and is mm-hmm. applying it. That's, once again, something I don't see as often as I would like. I don't know if I would ever be able to think about a situation like that, like, to to that point where, like, oh, yeah, I could just put these guys, put them against each other. I don't know how I'm going to do that. I'm going to send them, what, a fucking letter to one of them? <laughs> so we actually had <laughs> send a... Send that little origami bird we got and just throw it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, one little spark says, I will never hear the end of hitting a player with Thunderwave. Eh, just tell them you're jamming. I played a I played a musical instrument oh God. and I jammed on my my drums for Thunderwave and it hit whoever it hit. So you just didn't stand near me. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like I can't control the way the sound goes, baby. <laughs> um, <It's fair. laughs> so on this one, um, we had an encounter once where we had um, somebody using one of the spells that created a bunch of illusions, and they pretended to be they created illusions of another faction. And started an entire war between these Holy two shit. kingdoms. It was it was glorious. Holy shit. I don't remember what spell that was. It was a really weird one that's specifically for something like that. Like, it makes you dress everyone up differently. Like a bunch of alter selves. Anyways. I know, I kind of know what spell you're talking about, but I don't know the name of it. So, yeah, so this one, what do we agree? That was the thinker, right? Brandon, you want to give us the D again? <laughs> uh, yes, this was my answer, because I, was, I think this would be everyone's answer. As uh, you roll, it really makes your day when you roll back to back critical hits and drop an enemy before it even takes a swing at you. Just, oh yeah, just blitz an enemy. Yeah, which I, I I chose this because I've done it before. It's and exciting, it's, isn't it's it? When I broke a uh, Troy's mod. Oh yeah, you killed the boss in like one attack with twin strike, didn't you? Yeah, there's a bunch of kobolds m- mining, and I this was four E, so I had twin strike, and I hunters marked the uh the boss when he wasn't paying attention, and I did a crit, so I did all the damage, and it got him bloodied. And on his sheet, it said, once this enemy comes bloody, he gives up. He's like, that, that's it. Thanks. You just broke the whole fight. All the kobolds Way ran go, away. go, dickhead. <laughs> so, yeah, this definitely sounds like... It says it's a... I, I assume it's going to categorize it as a power gamer, but I think any player would like that. Yeah. Um, personally. So Or the Slayer. or the Yeah, or the Slayer. Uh, number seven. When you level up, how do you prefer to choose your new features? I like this question. A. Visit the character activation form or website to read the sketches <laughs> that builds for your class, which uh, I admit I have done here and let's there. Let's be honest. I wonder it, which one this one is. I'm going to say, I'm going to be honest. If you're doing this, you've already done this before you made your character. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, it's already planned out like a predetermined path, you know? Yeah. Um, this is definitely the the power gamer. And, and the, 
this is there's there's nothing wrong with building your character that way. Let's get that straight. Obviously, yeah. I'm not super big into power gaming, but there's that is a perfectly valid way to play. And for all of you that oh, I hate when my carrot players multi class so they can get powerful abilities. It's part of you're the, the game. S- you're the same people complaining that there's not enough options in the game. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Yeah. If you don't want them to kill your shit quick, give it more hit points. <laughs> <laughs> Give it some of your I mean, shoot. I I've had a friend of mine who once, who when he picked an early edition's Power Strike, and they accused him of being a, a meta gamer. It's like I'm a barbarian. This makes me hit harder. I like hitting harder. Why would I not pick this? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, the next one says, think about what best fits your things. Your character might have learned based on the last few sessions. So I Me like never. this one. Uh, <laughs> I like this because um, this brings some pretty great opportunities to the table. And I think our uh, one of our tips is is about that, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I have to double check. Yeah, 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 it is. Um, anyway, sorry, I got, I got. You're fine. Yeah, attention of a gnat. Um, so, what category do you guys think that this uh, fits best? Probably actor. Yep. Just because they're they're acting out their character based on what they've learned and stuff. Yeah, I can see actor or storyteller, somebody that's focused or storyteller. More, yeah, characters that are focused on yeah. their 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 character from a flavor standpoint, as opposed mm-hmm. to like a mechanical standpoint. Which was also my answer. Uh, you actually, like, it was a very real answer because in the last mm-hmm. campaign we had Raven. Literally, I gave him the prodigy feat, mm-hmm. and I made him pick up giant because I was talking to giants nonstop. So nope. He's learned giant. <laughs> yeah, so that's a, that's a great example of that. I love that. Yeah. You're and like, hey, we're fighting giants, we're talking to giants, and I'm getting pissed that I don't ever know what they're saying. So I learned giant. <laughs> and then, what else? I I don't remember what the tools I learned or anything like that, specifically anyway. But, oh no, I, I took up the, the medical kit so I could bring back Brandon back to life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> he literally I got, got fucked up twice. <laughs> he got beat up by a giant fire giant. Wow, good job me. Uh, and then I was like, oh, nope, I gotta resuscitate my friend here, because he, I didn't know the other characters, I knew him, because we started off together, and we met on a mountain, and we became friends. <laughs> we got killed by a boulder together. <laughs> and spiders. And spiders. I still love the way oh, I introduced you guys. I feel like we nailed that introduction. Absolutely. Um, that just meshed was really fun. well. So, uh, what about the, uh, the next one there, Austin? Get back up here real quick. Um... Uh, when you love your characters, how do you prefer to choose your new features? Uh, get advice from the DM or another player. I could definitely see this from like a newer player standpoint, for yeah. sure. Um, Probably fits under the watch or somebody who likes to observe or doesn't fully understand what's going on. Right. I can see that. And like, there's, there's nothing wrong with that, too. Because right. like, sometimes you don't know, for instance, like I didn't really know exactly a whole lot for the ranger, but I know some other people did. And when, you know, my friend, when my friend came up to, you know, learn some spells, I asked you guys. I was like, I have no idea what he should choose at all. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes it's better to, to speak with the um, people who know what's going on and everything. Yeah. Help flesh everything yep. out. I actually remember just one game game where I actually did ask another player, you know, my Barbian seems to get dominated a lot. So that's what I'm going to Are going to gain any builds to help prevent or mitigate that? Are you telling me you want me to make it for your character's shortcomings? Yes! That's, how, that's exactly how it works! That's literally how building a, a cohesive team works. <laughs> or you could, yeah. you could be that dick DM because you know what's coming ahead and give them some some offshoot, different different road for them to go down that's not going to affect anything in the story. <laughs> <laughs> to be a which, is, thing to do. which is why 
uh, last night's game, you're like, yeah, I'm running the grapple. I was like, how can I screw it, Justin? What, what kind oh, of, yeah, I can't grapple him. What kind of monster, that, what kind of monster can I throw at him that he can affect? Plotin's cube. A wraith. That's good. Gelatin's <laughs> <laughs> <You laughs> <can't, laughs> cube. Real, yeah, eat some uh, wraiths and specters are immune to being grappled. <laughs> he, he, goes, like, he goes to <laughs> grab him and goes, well, that's not good. Now, for the record, as a player, I knew that, but I was very good in keeping my meta knowledge. You can, too. Yep. Don't meta. Yeah, because, like... <laughs> well, it depends on, well, it depends on the game in the group. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, uh... That was, that was hard for me, because I was like, I know that's not going to work, but my guy would try anyway, because he's stupid. Charles <laughs> uh, did a good job with it, too, because necrotic damage was an immunity to them, as well. Oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's how we roll around here. All right, what's the uh, the next one there? Yep. That was a D? Yep. Yep. Give us the D. Uh, when you level up, how do you prefer to choose your new features? Figure out the maximum damage that each one could do and pick the biggest number. Oh, that's not Power Gamer at all. <laughs> <laughs> this one hits harder. That person's clearly a barbarian. <laughs> that person is probably a barbarian. Um, and you know what? Once again, we've talked about it. There's nothing really wrong with that. So uh, why, number eight, why might you choose to seek out an artifact? A. The potential for conflict between its goals and yours offers great roleplay opportunities. <laughs> that's totally the actor. That yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's I, definitely an actor. Somebody who yeah. wants to increase their roleplay and opportunity. Well, that literally is what it said, so I'm just regurgitating. Yeah. But yes, that is definitely an actor. Somebody that wants to talk more, which is pretty much my story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, B is it has a mind of its own. And following its impulses is sure to keep things interesting and unpredictable. Instigator. That's an instigator, without a doubt. Yeah, that's 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 the kind of shit. Instigator. I'm gonna I'm gonna poke it with poke it with a <laughs> stick. It's like ah, the sword's just emanating an evil aura. I grab it. <laughs> <laughs> just I want to see what happens. Don't ever push the little red button. You don't tell the person that because you know what's gonna happen. The I push, push the red button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am good. I cast kick onto the red button. Like <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna cast kick. Uh, you want to tell us something? Uh, uh, see there. Yeah, finding it requires a long, exciting process of researching buried secrets and interpreting clues. Um, makes me want to think explorer, thinker, explorer, maybe. Yeah. What is that? C. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess I could. I could. I could see either one of those probably in this. Mm-hmm. This. Uh, this point um what i think is interesting about this though is that um some people there's 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 too few people that like that sort of stuff you know what i mean yeah uh brandon (laughs) uh it is the last link to a forgotten world of the past and it might know secrets of an ancient culture maybe that one's the explorer maybe Maybe because they're trying to Figure yeah. out the past and They're stuff. They're trying to learn. learn yeah. They want to. They want to. The, the lower hungry one. Not gonna. Mm-hmm. Not gonna lie. I think this one. Those questions were like. I feel like all these answers usually fits me. None of the times. Most of the time. <laughs> so I actually like stuff like this. Um, if you can, if you can make an effort to dash a little bit of this in your character, even if you're not super into it, it. it learning the lore of the world is super fun and engaging and some people some people just i mean if the world's fleshed out these little things like this is a really good opportunity to to learn that stuff um and it might influence something later you know what i mean so yeah Yeah, i'm actually surprised when the answer was because it has really high numbers you can hit really hard (laughs) 
Yeah, honestly. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. Oh, uh, that's funny. Who's got the next one? Uh, a dispute has arisen, arisen? I don't among know. your fellow players. What would most make you want to resolve it? A. People are, like, really starting to take it personally, and you just want everyone to get along, man. <laughs> I've had a group before that was uh, kind of like that, where everyone was starting to take it personally, because, like, one of their yeah. characters died and got Julius Caesared by the other player characters. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because he was doing a bunch of terrible shit, and people were like, day. hey, guys, you, this needs to stop. And we told his character it needs to stop, and his character obviously did not stop. So we... We got the head of a church to bind him with a bunch of shadow tentacles, and then we all stabbed him at once, and then we killed him. And then I ate him later, because it was a uh, World of Darkness, so I was a vampire, and I drank him to death, and I took his soul into my body, and I gained a level up from at that. At two, Austin. <laughs> it was <laughs> ridiculously brutal. I think the closest wow. I ever came <laughs> to this was in sh- <laughs> playing Shadowrun, which, for the most part, is a fairly cutthroat game in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, th- there was one... P- player a few times who kept on doing really stupid actions during missions that often jeopardized the mission itself and or the other characters in the party mm-hmm. and there's a few times like hmm i can get up how many shotgun rounds into his skull before he can act <laughs> <laughs> um and i'm and i know for a fact that's not the only one <laughs> yeah you know i've talked about why i i allow pvp at my table because i believe in consequences yeah. If you are a lawful paladin and some evil dick just stabbed somebody for no reason, I would expect that paladin to have a reason to want to either arrest you or report you to the authorities, get you in jail. Um, and if it's really bad, smite you. Um, yeah, if it's really bad, he's going to ask you for a one-on-one duel. <laughs> and so, to me, PvP often is a problem because people take it personally. Don't come to my fucking game and play a shitty-ass character that doesn't get along with anybody and has no good motivations if you're not ready to deal with the consequences. Because this is a world that you are living in. And your player is supposed to be playing together as well, so... Yeah. I don't think I've had anybody like that in a while. Had a couple. You have have committed the the crime of murder. Prepare to receive judgment. (laughs) (laughs) You have failed the city. (laughs) Uh, What's the next one? Uh, be you. Me? Oh, yep. All right. Uh, the disagreement is taking time away from exciting combat. <laughs> Me. Uh, <laughs> that... I literally thought Ian immediately. Yeah. <laughs> well, Matt too, actually. And Matt. Yeah. Matt really Matt... tries to keep us right on schedule, and I'm like, look, motherfucker, when I'm talking, you're listening. <laughs> That's your job. <laughs> this also reminded me of one time where I played with a group in Lansing once uh, and we're playing Settlers of Catan mm-hmm. and the rest of the group started like doing like a long conversation that mm-hmm. was not part of the game and I'm saying going it's your freaking turn sucker I yeah. wanna go next <laughs> yeah was, I was like saying very loudly in my head <laughs> you did that when we were playing King of Tokyo when I had there, we had a big group of like eight or nine of us yep. and he, I can see him sitting there like why the hell are you guys having a normal conversation we're playing a game let's go <laughs> and I'm like man he really wants to kill us <laughs> Um, um, so I guess when it's my turn because of this guys I'm going for all claws <laughs> uh, success in D&D depends on teamwork and an unresolved argument makes cooperation more difficult I can definitely see that too yeah, uh, yeah. and that can really uh, that can really damper down on some stuff for sure yeah definitely categorize this as uh, as a power gamer trying to get the most out of the teamwork I think that this is something that everyone 
uh, often stumbles into. So eventually um, yeah, down the road, yeah. So uh, D is your character has been through a lot with his party, and the dispute imperils those hard-won bonds of fellowship. Sounds like actor to me. Yeah. I would agree with that. This is the character who is tying the actual arguments of the players in with their characters. <laughs> um, friends, friends, we have not yet reached Mordor, okay? All the work we have done will be all for naught if you cannot come to an agreement on ruling page par- page 13, paragraph 3, section 2-7. Yeah. <laughs> gentlemen, gentlemen, mm. this is supposed to be a happy occasion. We're not supposed to bicker and argue about who killed who. <laughs> <laughs> make me want to resolve it? I don't really know. Uh, oh, so Alicia <laughs> says, I know one you had. Uh, that was me one time I played with you guys. We were building that world, and no one would just say what they were going to do. <laughs> 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 uh, Tell me what you're gonna do! She played that game? Once. Huh. Miracles do happen. <sighs> it's not that she doesn't hasn't tried it and doesn't like it, she just doesn't like it. I would love to have her on and just have an entire discussion. Why do you hate D&D? <laughs> it's my not my thing. Anyways. Uh, so uh, the last question is, the most important feature of a dungeon is? A complex, non-layer layout with branching paths, hidden areas, alternate routes, hidden treasures, wonderful monsters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, Mr. Explorer. <laughs> yeah, that, that is the... That was a very good kobold or goblin or some small critter or scientist. I like that. That's really good. Um, I actually, I like stuff like this in my characters and, and trying to, I used to, when I first started, I used to try to um, uh, actually draw out maps. And you, I learned two things. One, maps that you draw are bullshit. Secondly, maps I draw are bullshit. Because <laughs> I am certain that DM was making it up as we went because it didn't make sense when I was drawing it. But I used to love that stuff. Um, the next one is puzzles, clever traps, and opportunities to gain a strategic advantage through good planning. That's a thinker to me. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Plan it out. Side note, Chuckles, that is kind of tempting. What's that? Chuckles says, uh, want me to host a game and you two can uh, be PCs together? Might make a difference. Like who? Like Alicia? You and Alicia, I guess. I do I'm love listening. good roleplay. I've been trying to get her to roleplay for me, with me for a long time. Uh. Wait, we're talking. Wait, we're talking about D and D, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, she's actually going to be playing at camp next week, so we'll see how it goes. Ooh, It'll probably be my last chance, so we'll see. Yeah, I'm going camping next weekend. Okay. So that'll that'll be not fun. <laughs> I'm not uh, a camper. I, I have a house. Yeah. I have air condition, I'm not a fan, a, a bed. <laughs> my recommendation: uh, pla- DEET. One hundred percent DEET. What's DEET? It's an active ingredient for bug spray. Oh. And apparently, we the high. Apparently, it is semi-toxic to people, but it's the stuff that works. Oh, yeah. So I don't so, care. So, so, so poison myself <laughs> to kill the, the mosquitoes is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. That, that, that's like, Brilliant. That's like using radiation to kill cancer. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, all right. So um, next one is uh, rooms full of chests to search and doors to open, preferably during combat. Uh, surprisingly, I chose this one, or maybe unsurprisingly, uh, all the <laughs> other ones were kind of just like, yeah, I guess, but, like, this one kind of spoke to me the most. I kind of like the, like, this makes it so that, uh, there's kind of, like, that intensity of it, uh, and, uh, it makes combat just seem more, I don't know, I want to say chaotic, but, like, there's more things that I need to think about, like, what if, like, they're running off with the loot over there, mm-hmm. but the big bad guy that I want to fight is right there, it's like, do I want loot, or I want a good fight? 
<laughs> That's when you split the party. Get, yeah. Get, however, and then the guys who fight the big bad guy are probably dead. Get, but you got your loot. Although, my loot. get the loot so you can buy better equipment, so you can hit harder, so you can fight better against bigger enemies. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Brandy, you take the last one there? Yeah. The last. <laughs> the last one we got uh, is uh, D, a rich history and intricate relationships among the dungeon's denizens. Yep, that's the storyteller oh, or yeah. the, the... Definitely. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. a storyteller. Somebody that cares more about the lore of the, the denizens. Actually, so on that topic, I just released a, uh, a public thing called the, the... Actually, it's our monster variant today. Um, I did this full-page um, monster stat block for the Rot Harbinger, and it has a, a, a feed of information. Because the one thing I realized that's missing in the DMG... Uh, or the monster manuals is when somebody rolls a check, what informa- types of information do you tell them about the monster? That's one thing fourth edition did amazingly. Yep. They give you all these little, here's the different DCs and here's the information that they learn, whether it's something as subtle as like their resistances or immunities or lore about how they became, came to be or something like that. And hmm. although and, I do recall in fourth edition, some of the DCs were kind of absurd at times. Yeah, they were. <clears throat> so. Anyways, um, so uh, after they give you uh, answering all these questions, I think um, this is a great way to develop your character's motivation or to un- your, as a DM to understand player motivations. Now, there's an intricate scoring key and, and a, a rating system. We're not going to talk too much about that. You can check the show notes for that. But okay, I dig um, Rachel's I post on Great Nations. What's that? So, I dig Rachel's post on Great Nation. What is it? Is Her family accurate. watching our stream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is the hottest so thing I have down. ever seen. Rachel, you are awesome. You oh, that's that. yeah. The coons are amazing. Um, so we, uh, well, two of us went through and actually filled this out. And it turns out that I am an explorer and a storyteller first and second, followed by ones across the rest of the category. So I'm pretty well-rounded, I think. Okay, just for the record, it does say if you hit four or five or one category, that's your primary motivation. Two or three, secondary. What? Zero through one, not your motivation. I was very spread out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more than I would have thought, honestly. Although mm-hmm. I think, although I think it might have been just how the, I think the, the questionnaire could have been is. better designed overall to be more overall, but maybe. But that said, Slayer was yeah. <laughs> Slayer and Power Gamer came top for you, right? Yeah. So I think it's pretty accurate. To I me. appreciate Power Gaming. I'm not great at it, but I appreciate it. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for me, it was pretty easy as well. I mean. I like the role play, so actor was definitely one of my more often chosen ones. Mm-hmm. I think it was three, and then uh, it kind of, um, like I had hints of like instigator, and then I had a just few a hint. Of, it was a little. It was about. It was like two or one. Pretty sure that you snuck into a giant, de- a giant huntress's room all on your own yeah. to start some shit. Yeah. Okay. It was just a hint. Oh, whatever. It only happened like once. Well, it's because you only ran into her bedroom once. Yeah. I'm sure if you had more opportunities. Anyways, <laughs> Brandon, are you trying to figure out the math yet? Yeah. <laughs> Math's yeah. hard. So it was like actor, ah! thinker, and then like instigator. Yeah. Like my, my main three. So where do you guys fall? We want to hear about yeah. it. If you guys take this little uh, scoring test, do you think it's accurate? I think it is to me. My, my two big ma- motivations are um, storytelling and exploring, which are honestly, I thought actor would have been on there more, but... Apparently not, but that's okay. Wow, that was Team Brandon pretty hardcore right now in chat. Team Brandon? What? <laughs> Brandon's about to take his shoes off so he can add up his points. <laughs> <laughs> borrow other people's hands. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> uh, you 
guys are funny. <laughs> Fuck all of you. <laughs> Need some help? There's no. a calculator on your phone. I'm an actor instigator. I believe that. I believe it. Yeah. That's kind of why we went on a lot of adventure <laughs> yeah. together. <laughs> and That's why you went to the giantess's room with me. <laughs> and I'll admit, overall, this was kind of a fun quiz. My, my, my one problem, though, was, like I said, there was a couple of questions like, but I relate to none of these answers. Yeah. And sometimes that's how it is. You just... Or like... Uh, it's only 10 f- questions, so I can only fit so much, right? There was also a few on there where I was like, I like both of these answers, and I don't like... Uh, it was question eight, the one where the artifact... Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I, I want the role play, but I also want the, the craziness of the artifact. And right, it's like, right. why can't I have both? Yeah. <laughs> it's multiple choice. And like, it's, like I said, I'm actually generally surprised for the artifact box, when the option was, because it makes a big kaboom, and I want those damage. <laughs> All right, well, I think that'll do it for our main topic today, guys. Um, before we move on to our fourth and final segment, our Honor Tips and Tricks, we have one more gift to give away. Compliments of Loresmith. Each episode, we will draw another lucky subscriber's name, and they will win the best-selling adventure, The Claws of Madness. Compliments of Loresmith. Loresmith is a small indie team of creative artists who remember exploring the realms together with friends finding incredible places, and meeting colorful characters along the way. They set out to deliver an experience that sparks those lasting impressions that pushed them to create their first standalone adventure, The Claws of Madness. This best-selling adventure is one that you don't want to miss. (laughs) Who's our winner today, Austin? Uh, Our winner today is Jake Colhagen on YouTube. I want to stand up and do a jig. No, you'll hurt yourself. And I'll break my floor probably. Oh, Justin, not Brandon. <laughs> Congratulations, Jake. And on a side note, was it Cadius when you returned Crackler? It made me think of that one meme that, that's on Facebook one time where, like, okay, what happened last session? Let me check my notes. One potion, two, three goblins, that bartender was a dick. Yeah, I got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Matt does good notes, I have to say. Yeah, he does. I think yeah. he would be make a great DM, but he yells a lot about being on time and, and starting, so I don't know that I can handle that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, he's a really good note taker. I yeah, gave him inspiration is. on Friday he, for that. He's amazing. Um, so, uh, if you enjoy the adventure, Jake, um, please leave Lorsmith a review. And now. And now, what you've all been waiting for. Our Unearthed Tips and Tricks segment where we bring you new and reusable material for both players and DMs. That is still my favorite thing. Um, Today's character concept comes from Stephen Kern, one of our awesome patrons. Austin, do you want to tell us a little bit about this? Uh, sure. This one is Clowning Around. <laughs> this character is a spellcaster, a wizard, or perhaps a bard. Who wears makeup and has also all kinds of spells reflavored as tricky gizmos, much inspired by the Joker. Oh, I love that! Shocking first grass one. becomes much like a palm buzzer. <laughs> Poison spray shoots out of a flower on his lapel, and vicious mockery are just jokes that fall flat. I like this. Would you guys play something like this? Yeah, that sounds awesome. I love the idea of the little flower being your like poison spray spell, or or the the shocking grass. I could, you know? that's awesome. Def- I could definitely see this being a bard. Yeah, oh, yeah, I definitely. I feel it'd be a lot easier as a bard. It'd be a little more tricky as like a as a wizard. No, I wouldn't be a wizard. Take the entertainer background. Boom. I guess. 
Or Charlatan. <laughs> Maybe a like charlatan background. Oh, charlatan can do. You a could be one. like. You could always have like, like I don't know. Like everyone knows you as like the kind of like the Joker, but like when you don't have all the makeup on, they don't know who they you are, and that's your you. alternative identity. Like a jester. Yeah. I'm just laughing at the fact that I don't know why, but it's made me think of when I saw like a uh, screen cap from a comic mm-hmm. where the Joker suddenly like sat down in the back of a taxi. That driver was in the rearview mirror. Oh my gosh, it's a Joker! Please don't kill me, dude. I only kill somebody if there's a point to it, or if it's funny. What could Poppy be funny about killing you? <laughs> Good point. Is that the one where he, all the vo- characters are voiced? There's a bunch of people in the car voiced by uh, Mark Hamill, or is that a different scene? That's something completely different. Oh, and I said a screen uh, cap from a comic, not a video. Oh, well, that's one where uh, they kidnap Mark Hamill. Oh, and that's he's right. in the back seat, and he's in the middle, so he's... Uh, he was kidnapped by, by, by Trickster and the Joker. Yeah, which are both voiced going by going back him, right? and forth to make the two of them fight. Ooh. I would have loved to see like a behind the scenes video of in the box of that. And at the end, it's like, how did you get them? He goes, I'm a voice actor. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, I really like this concept. It's straight. It's to the point. It's something that could be really fun. I love the idea of bringing in a little bit of the it clone, uh, Pennywise, with like a popping balloon or something. Use it as like a help action or something like that. Hey, Georgie, he's like, you want a balloon? <laughs> I'm gonna help you by distracting him. <laughs> <laughs> little confetti blows out of it <laughs> and the guy's like oh or make oh dude the help action of making little animal balloons or <laughs> or like, making a balloon sword and then poking him with it yeah. <laughs> like, this one's a sword <laughs> you know oh <laughs> uh, what, do, what, do, what does wow. that say the guy knows he's insane and likes it <laughs> oh I see We're, I missed some stuff is it time for the meat of the show Yep. Not the special sauce. <laughs> of course, we are the special sauce in chat. That's true, Tater. Do I just realize <laughs> we have n- never once in the middle of combat had the bard slink in to the middle of a dance battle against an enemy? A dance spell? A dance battle. Oh, dude, a dance off. Dance save off. the world? You and me. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> I save the world doing a dance. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what are you doing? Dance off. You and me. Dancing, bro. <laughs> Come on. What you got? All right. Uh, I just like I just love how like uh, Roman's demeanor like changed when that happened. Just <laughs> <laughs> a confused look on his face. No, okay. <laughs> Tater says we're this. They're the special sauce, and it says Austin is a loose Brussels sprout that rolled into the masher. Hey man, <laughs> pants off, pants off, pants off, Oh my god, that's funny. All right, uh, do you guys have any other uh, points on this character concept? Anything you do to add to it? It was pretty straightforward, honestly. Yeah, I would agree. That'll do it for Clowning Around. Thank you, Stephen, for your submission. Our monster variant of the podcast is the Rot Harbinger Slinger, sometimes known as Angels of Decay. Rot Harbingers are hateful winged undead that inflict rotting curse with their touch and hurling feculent globs of decaying matter at enemies, hoping to weaken them. Um, so this is a really fun uh, undead variant. Um, you're going to start with the origin of the Bugbear Chief stat block. Um, you're going to take away the Javelin, the Morningstar, and the Shield, which means its ASP is going, AC is going to drop by two. Um, the new features you're going to give him, uh, he's obviously going to be undead, he's immune to poison, and the poison condition you're going to give him undead fortitude so he doesn't go down super easy um and then the biggest two are the rotting claw and the orb of decay and now the rotting claw is really interesting because when you strike an enemy it reduces their strength score by 1d4 and the target dies if their strength reaches zero that would suck and the reduction lasts until a short or long rest now here's where it really 
gets exciting. If a non-evil humanoid dies from this attack, a new rot slinger rises from the corpse 1d4 hours later. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Like, Holy you, shit. as a DM, I would totally have the adventurers going into uh, to face something like this, but have it like a contest of a bunch of different adventurers. So as they're making their way through the dungeon, by the end of it, they got enemies chasing them that have been slain from the early on in the dungeon. Yeah. So all the minions are raised rot slingers that look like they're wearing the army of all the people that they ran into. Oh, oh they, say they all have geez. like the, the clothes and everything mm-hmm. of them. It's just all tattered and gross. Oh man, it would be awesome. Um, and then of course you have uh, the Orb of Decay, which is a ranged attack that does something similar to like a, a, a like a sickening ray maybe. Um, on a hit, the creature deals half damage with melee weapon attacks until the effect ends. At the end of each of their turns, they can make a con save to end the effect. So this thing uh, comes in. Uh, it, you give it flying, too. I didn't actually include that. I forgot. I added that later. Um, but this thing comes in, blasts somebody from a distance, weakens their damage by half, and then goes in and rakes their claw. And this thing would suck to fight if there's, like, more than one. Yes. Yeah. It's a CR3, by the way. Um, but its strength is not in the fact that it does. it doesn't really do much damage. Um, it's actually less damage than the uh, chief on its own. But what do you guys think about this? Wow. It, it's, it sounds horrifying, especially like losses if you have to reverse more than one. Yeah, like, if you gotta just, like, fight, like, three of these fuckers, and they all just look at one guy. Oh, damn, and if it's down quick. if someone's got, like, their strength as their dumb stat, if, these, if he's unlucky and all those hit him, it is very possible he dies in that one turn. And if it's a good guy, you're gonna find him later. I would like to add that it's not on here, but it's on the stat block. It has multi-attack. So oh, in theory, <laughs> in theory, it could drop a player with strength as their dump stat in in one turn. Yeah, Ooh. like kill dead, not damage, like dead dead. Yeah, like they, it, and it's not even like it doesn't have to be like uh like say if it was like a dex fighter and like for some reason they're like, well, if I have all this dex, I don't need strength, and like there's like ah, oh, our front line's got this, and like no, he doesn't. In one turn, <laughs> he swipes, his body ages, and his his skin rots and falls off the bones. I just pictured a horrible scenario where, let's say, like, the uh, players had to take shelter inside a building. It would be like a castle and inn or something. And the big bad evil guy teleports one of these into wherever they're taking shelter oh, at night while everyone's sleeping. That's horrible. And then when it opens up in the morning, there's a bunch of rot slingers that come flying out. <gasps> oh, man, that's like horrible. breaking through the windows and shit. Oh, my gosh. That could put some panic in the players, too. It's like, yeah. We we sent, like, three dozen men down to this, this uh, dungeon, and they haven't come back yet. Could you go find them? See what happened? Yeah, sure. They go down there. There's blood and nasty everywhere, but there's no bodies. Yeah, three dozen say, rot no bodies, man. Oh my god! You open that last chamber, they all they all go. You're like, oh <laughs> nope, fuck this, guys. We running. need to fucking Kill get out fire. of here. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I I'd use it. my caltrops, but they have they have wings. <laughs> I don't know what to do about this. Um, so if you guys want, uh, you can head on over to criti- uh, patreon.com slash crit academy. And actually, I have the entire full stat block, nice art, and all the lore tied to this there for free. Um, go pick it up. That is super yeah, badass. That I would is, love to use it. That is for everyone. That's including yep. the public. Yep, it's not just a, a Patreon thing, though. My plan, they might, it may be start. I might start doing that soon. We'll see. Yeah, it's like he, he showed it to me last night. And he's like, "Hey, wow, this looks great." I remember when your monster stat box was just a stat block, and that was it. <laughs> it was just a square box with some numbers and words in it. <laughs> now it actually looks really good. Uh, that's funny. Um, I think that'll do it for our monster variant. 
Yeah, wizard, uh, they did catapult the corpses in the cities. They also are rumored to have caused the bubonic plague. <sighs> That's horrible. I With we their about uh, that biological warfare. <laughs> um, Ian, Hooray. would you like to tell us about our encounter of the podcast? Why, certainly. The encounter is teleportation fusion. This was so you, cool, by the way. Jean, ha! <laughs> and this comes from any part of the conflict who took inspiration from Star Trek. The sad part was I actually knew which episode this was from which series. Oh, awesome. That means you can touch on it, too. Cool. Uh, Star Trek Voyager, episode Tuvix. Okay. Uh, two people who travel together through a teleportation spell become fused. Now a character with his own unique personality, a combination of the strongest personality traits of the two people fused. The character clearly wants to find a way to... The characters clearly wants to find a way to separate them. But what happens when the new personality begs not to die? They've just been born. What's the party do? Okay, so I was listening to Interparty Conflict when I wrote this up. You guys, man, you, my genitals were tickling in the entire ride home when I was like, oh my god, that's got to be an encounter because holy crap, what would you do about this? I mean, okay, let's start Let's start from a player perspective. Is this happening to the players? To the players. Oh, shit. So two of you guys uh, teleport. And no. <laughs> let, let, how would you, how would uh, Brandon, and, and Brandon and Austin, you guys are teleporting. Um, a very small chance. You, the guy warns you. It's a bit. It's a little guy. Ah, it's a bit unstable. But uh, I think I can get you where you want. And it's not like SpongeBob, where it's like we're like brothers, but closer. <laughs> it's no. It's it's past that. We're we're not just you know two hearts t- attached. We're literally just the same person now. <laughs> get, this is past the point of oh come on. The rocks we put into it came on the other side. <laughs> they were just hot and covered in black stuff. Uh, who no, are, who are you? I'm Ella Caven. Bullshit or Ravenite? <laughs> Start arguing over your name. Yeah, you're just like, and you just watch him, just like doing one of these, and then he goes and turns his head the other way. <laughs> well, so the odd or Ravenite. No, the thing about this is, it's not two personalities. Ravenite's though. so cool. It's though. one yeah, it personality. So that which yeah, brings the question: new, who would role play them then? If it was the PCs, I'd, I'd roll a die, Otter, even which one you want. <laughs> right. um, but the, so, what would you guys? Well, first of all, how would you think about this as players? Because obviously, that's taking. Some stuff out of your hands that you're no longer in charge of your character. You one see, other person is. Uh, I think. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say, like, if it was like as Brazen just said, if it were fucking Raven Knight, that'd be badass. So I'd be kind of okay with it. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> but I can see definitely see where some other players where they're like, if you just like, I don't know, maybe you did it randomly. You just rolled two dice and you're like, oh, it was uh, it was Matt and it was uh, Brandon. And now you've your and Matt's got probably these. like I methodically wanted this way my character this way and now it's been stripped for me. Right. So okay. So now what do you do when it happens to the other players and the character is begging to not die? Who gets priority? How do you guys decide whether to deal with this problem? Yep. Okay, Brandon. How do we deal with this? Wait, what? <laughs> so the character we just fused, right? Right. So yeah. Ravenite is now a thing. Ravenite as a character. Uh, is the combination of these of of our two personalities? So you're basically like I don't know if you watched uh, Dragon Ball Super Broly, but how Gogeta has his own personality. That's yeah. kind of what they're talking about. So now that you're trying to break them apart to get your friends back, but that character doesn't want to be yeah. broke back. It just was born. So in this case, Gogeta doesn't want to defuse. He doesn't want to not exist. <laughs> so then, like, what do we do? Would we just? Do you keep have any insight on this? Or? You watch the episode. Episode. I mean, obviously, they obviously must have separated them. But yeah, but it's kind of lampshaded though by the fact that like, you know less than hours. So. I don't know. Because <laughs> like the character, I I think maybe you would have to reason that ultimately you weren't supposed to be here to begin with, right? You'd have to reason with the character. I'm pretty sure my mom told me that once. <laughs> ow, ow, ow. 
But, I'm kidding. But, like, you'd have to, I don't know, maybe uh, maybe the DM would have to roll, like, maybe it's a contested check. You Maybe one's rolling persuasion and the other has to, I don't know, was it insight? Yeah, see, I don't, I, but I don't know that I would do crazy. it by, I don't know that I would do it by check. Well, the players would just have to decide. You could do it, but would you want to? Yeah, why? As as a player, if you could role play it so good, please, I don't want to die. I was just, I was just brought here. You, if you split me apart, I won't exist anymore. And, I mean, and what if the mechanics work to the point where uh, our dump stats go together, but our uh, our main stats go together? So, like, uh, you were a rogue. Well, yeah, it, it would just be a multi-class character, probably. Yeah. yeah. Like, how would you handle HP? How would you I would just I would roll a new character w- in multi-class between the two. But that's not that. That was how I would do it from a mechanics. But that's not the point. The point of the exercise yeah. is how do you deal with the morality of killing a new existent person to get your friends back who died in the pro- might may or may not have died in the process, or possibly slowly losing themselves to the the new personality. Right. We, we well, also have to factor that in. I mean, so I don't they, know that there's a right the, answer, but no, they are the same person. So what if they end up do splitting? But now there's this uh, unseen connection between the two characters where every so I often about that every too. so often they fuse back together regardless if they want to or not. I didn't think that about is it. a bullshit diplomatic middle of the road answer, asshole. Thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> or, what if but they? I like that. What if instead of like them like fusing back together like randomly, what if they always just have like this moment where they just both know exactly what they're thinking of, so they just look at each other and like. Why do I strangely know what you're going to do? Why do you strangely saying you're okay with it? <laughs> I don't know. I think this is a wonderful encounter, and I think it could be a lot of fun, and I think it would be a really cluster F at the table for the players to figure it out. Charisma checks to see who takes over for a short period. So you're talking like multiple personality. But, but then it's not, once again, it's not the morality there of who the new personality is now in charge, and it doesn't want to die. Yeah. Um, though just, I do like that idea. That would be less difficult to deal with. I just like, you get to control it on one week, and I'll get to control it the next week. <laughs> but then, it's so weird. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I think that I think that's uh, good enough on this topic. I don't <laughs> really know what I would do. I think this would make for one hell of an adventure, and I think I'm going to have to write this, because I think it is just something that doesn't happen. So. I feel like you literally just have to... Yeah, you have to just when it happens, you, you'll you'll know. Yeah, <laughs> you'll you'll figure it out. Right. Uh, that'll do it for our encounter of the podcast, teleportation fusion. Definitely go listen to Interparty Conflict. Uh, they talk about that. It's pretty fantastic. Brandon, would you like to tell us about our magic item? Our magic item for the week is the armor of starlight. It's armor and it's made of chain. It's very rare and requires attunement. Bathe in the radiance of the stars. This armor protects you against the touch of harmful light and shields you from attackers. Bad touch, bad touch. <laughs> <laughs> well, while wearing this armor, you have resistance to radiant damage. Light flashes with the brilliance of the sun to protect you from an en- attacking enemy. When you are attacked by a creature within 10 feet of you that you can see, you can use your reaction to impose disadvantage on the attack roll, causing light to flash before the attacker before it hits or misses. An attacker that can't be blinded is immune to this effect. This property of the armor can't be used again until the next dawn. <laughs> Get it? Dawn? Uh, <laughs> it's our starlight? Dawn? No? Stars? <laughs> Maybe? Okay. Yeah. I like it. Um, 
Definitely, it's very paladin. <laughs> yeah, it is. I was just almost kind of thinking Escanor from Seven Deadly Sins. I could see that too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. It's. Um, I, don't know. I mean, it's uh, it's a it's a. You could make some. Really, you're flashing then. Yeah, you could also make some like really dope like I don't know like design with it too. Like it's all like like blue as like the like the night sky and stuff, and then there's like sp- like. I don't know, like purple and red like stars like speckled on there, and they all like glow really yeah. bright. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, I I actually enjoy this uh, magic item. Once again, it's another it's just f- cool. Yeah, it's a, another four E conversion. Um, it just yes, yes. You literally solar flare sli- your opponent. It's, oh man, I got to change the name of this because solar flare armor is way so- cooler sounding. <laughs> Um, it's simple. <laughs> it's kind of I think the cleric has a similar ability called warding warding. Warding light, I think. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit differently, but it works similarly. Um, it's simple. It's straight to the point, and it's a nice little touch. It's done. It doesn't enhance physical combat, but more of a defensive item. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it is armor. So, <laughs> actually, actually, think of Escanor. I remember, like, uh, on one of the D and D groups, there's like a guy who started going, "If you're a cleric, and you're not picking up heal spells. You're a dick." And I basically replied back with a photo of a. I can't remember what was the line? So like a. Uh, my late clerk steers at you with fireball. <laughs> it shows a picture of Escanor from Seven Deadly Sins yeah. with the sun on his finger. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I saw that post and I disagree with that guy wholeheartedly. Yep. Yeah. Then why isn't the the ranger a healer? The druid a healer? Clerics the, almost the every class can yeah. can heal. Literally. Yeah, actually, a rogue can heal. In fact, a thief makes a really good healer. And in fact, I yeah, did. We made a <laughs> we made a point about that a few episodes ago. Sentabine. <laughs> all right that'll do it for the magic item the armor of the star ran by and was like hey man get up <laughs> i know you've just been poisoned and you're not all doing right. so well get up <laughs> dungeon master chip stages of success this was a pretty good tip by the way it is important when building encounters that you account for the possibility of failure there is nothing worse than failing an encounter and gaining absolutely nothing from it. Adding stages of success can help with this somewhat. This way, even if the characters screw up, which they will, they always do, they still have some sort of feeling of making a difference. So, when building encounters, consider the player's actions and whether it's a complete failure, or you could have some sort of actions that lead partway towards a goal in some fashion. For instance, maybe the players are aware that the wizard might be a bit too powerful for them, so they could take on encounters to weaken them. Stealing some material components, magic items, so that trap trap in the room with a silent spell or something. Even if some of these turn out to be failures that they can't complete, just playing for the wizard to be a bit weaker because they managed to snag some of her stuff. While the fight melt will be harder, it will be easier than if they failed everything. Right. Um, this is something I think is really important as a DM to become a successful DM is uh, success, partial success or um, um, success at a cost. When we had uh, JVC Perion for what the hell is the name of the call from the deep? Yep. Right. Um, he talked about one of the encounters he had where they had to put, like destroy these like pylons or something to to allow them to get in. Uh, Yep. And if they didn't destroy it, it was much harder to get in. Something similar here. There was stages of success, and 
when you do it that way, it doesn't have to rely 100% on them getting everything right all the time, which means they can fail and still succeed. In our challenge accepted, which is now available on DMs Guild, go to CritAcademy.com and click on the link there. Um, it's got five stars right now. It's doing really well. Um, one of the things that I do for my skill challenges is there's total success, partial success, and failure. So if they get through all the challenge without a single failure, they get like <laughs> they get exactly what it is they wanted, mm-hmm. right? So if they're trying to persuade a noble woman to lend her their Templars, if they do it perfectly and they don't fail at all, they get it with no questions asked. But if they succeed, but they have a couple failures in there, sure, she's going to say, you can use my Templars, but I need you to do something for me first. Um, and so, yes, they succeeded, even though they didn't do it perfectly. Mm-hmm. But... They get what they want. Now they just have an extra uh, cost associated with it. So when you're designing your encounters, consider stuff like that because it really makes your game feel more fleshed out when you do that. What do you guys think? I don't fail. I succeed at finding what doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) What is that? That's from uh, National Treasure. He says, Thomas Edison tried and failed a thousand times to build a light bulb. And when people would ask about him, you know what he said? I didn't fail. I found a thousand ways not to build a light bulb. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh, I heard it from a I, comedian named Titus. That's actually oh. not true. <laughs> well, whatever. It was a movie, dude. Yeah. Well, Thompson actually actually stole the invention from another inventor after he died. Yeah, that <laughs> fantastic, useless knowledge. All right, you were <laughs> gonna uh, say something. Uh, I was gonna say like this could have applied to us back in um, when we were playing in our last campaign uh, about the fighting the fire giant. Like there could have been things we could have done, but. Uh, Things just didn't happen that way because we were, you know, we we had time to actually sit down and we just let the dwarves actually just try and we could have fought around all the, you know, all the things that were fighting the dwarves and stuff. We were like, nah, let's kill the big bad guy. So we did. And uh, that work out for you. It didn't work out very well at first. (laughs) Uh, We we luckily had a very lucky banish and we charged a giant laser cannon. The laser cannon didn't work three times and I almost died from it. And I almost uh, died with the big bad guy because he was work? like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the big old cannon with me to yep. the the where wherever the bottom is because I didn't hear it." <laughs> Actually, this um, I'll be kind of a somewhat jury rigging multiple instances together for this one, but mm-hmm. this made me think of how the time playing Shadowrun, when the GM was like, "Okay, I'm not quite sure what to do here because you at the same time roll both a critical success." And a critical failure. <laughs> so I'm going to roll it where you throw the grenade, you hit the guy so hard, he dies from the impact, <laughs> but it bounces back at you and explodes. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that's <shit>. ridiculous. <laughs> that, that seems reasonable. Uh, Honestly, funny. yeah. <laughs> like, kudos. That's a, that's a good middle ground. Uh, You're like, yeah, his brain's gone, but yours might be too. <laughs> Um, I think that'll do it for our Dungeon Master tip, Stages of Success. Our player tip of the podcast is... Don't, don't be, be a dick. dick! Austin, can you tell people how they can avoid dickitude? Start the hype! Yeah! Hype train! Woo-hoo! I am the hype! <laughs> <laughs> I am the hype. <laughs> do you really believe in yourself that much? <laughs> I do. I am the God King. <laughs> Do you want to finish the rest of that? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, from, <laughs> uh, from Twitter at Mom's the Nerd. That's awesome. That's yeah. great. 
Uh, hype yourself, your group, and your DM before the session. Chat about your favorite things from the previous sessions and get excited about what might be coming for the next session. This is something that you could probably do, like, all the time. Every single episode you can do this. Because, A, it refreshes people's memories yes. of what happened. And like, you can also talk about the cool stuff that you guys Yeah, did. the stuff that gets you really excited, that gets your Peter tingling or your genitals, you know, trembling, whatever whatever you got equipment you got down there or don't got down there, whatever. But um, something that sometimes every time we every time we start a game most people don't remember what happened most of the time right but as soon as somebody starts talking about it it all starts to flood back so you can actually get everyone revved up everyone interested in what's going on and really get the game uh people engaged in what's about to happen by talking about those really cool things whether it's some weird rogue who used his stupid hook hook shot or grappling hook to save himself <laughs> from falling off of an airship, you know? Or punching a wizard in the dick. Is there the god queen? That's true. Yeah. She's a conquest paladin, too. Uh, good one, wizard. Uh, That's funny. Um, so what do you guys think about this tip? I, I think it would be really helpful. Maybe I'll do that next Friday. Or next, next Friday. Yeah. Next yeah. Friday. yeah. On the last episode of Dragon Ball Z, Frieza and Cell join forces. <laughs> what? I don't... I remember that! I remember that! Yeah, yeah they were having hell. pizza together. <laughs> what? Yeah, it was in hell or the underworld, I guess. Oh, I, don't know. I was making that. it up. It was just a kind of a pointer that a sparked imagination. Um, <laughs> Actually, from the YouTube video DBZ in a nutshell. That was yeah. hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think this is a great tip. It's straight. It's simple to the point, and every player can do it. Bow to the God Queen. Thanks, babe. I w- I will be bowing to you every- for the rest of my life. In fact, <laughs> uh, shut up, one little spark says it's easy to remember what we did last session when i always bug the dm with things that happened <laughs> it's well, a good refresher go. that's how yeah. you do it um i think that'll do it for our player tip of the podcast don't, don't be, be a, a dick. dick and you can avoid dickitude by starting the hype train woo woo <laughs> i did oh, a hype train yeah. once and it failed <laughs> oh yeah it was in it was in boot camp it was the last few days at the end of boot, they send you through something called uh, Battle Stations. And that's where they have a mock-up. Oh, you're being attacked, and this is your ship. We need you to fight the fire. You need to swim. you got to do all this stuff all night. We were awake for two days straight. On the last day, they have this giant room that's filled with smoke. And you have to use a, a heat-sensing device to be able to see where you're going. Mm-hmm. And the RDC was sitting there in front of the door. He's like, are you guys ready to do this? This is the last thing we got to do. And we're all like, uh, yeah... And and I, and I got that second win because like, oh, we're almost done. We're almost done. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I look, look back and go, you guys ready? I'm like, ah, fuck off, Gray. <laughs> <laughs> he undoes the thing. He opens the door and I go, Leroy. <laughs> I did the Leroy Jenkins thing into the door. I turn around and no one followed me. <laughs> did you just run in? Sounds like that last game of, sounds like a game of, oh, watch, watch I played yesterday at the tank. <laughs> oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, I'm right here. I put my shield. Back me up. No guys, <laughs> uh, whatever would we'll go. All right, before we close out, we have one more gift to give away. Compliments of Jeff Stevens, and I'm in tr- control again, and Thank I forgot. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, Jeff is awesome. Can you make a good necromancer? It's been a long few days of travel, and the adventurers are tired of eating rations and sleeping on the ground. The road opens to a small town with an inviting tavern. The smells of grilling meat and ale fill their nostrils, and the sound of laughter and music float out the tavern's door. Unlucky for the adventurers, they've stumbled upon 
Dragon's Breath Tavern. What starts out as a pleasant evening of food, drink, and entertainment soon evolves into an adventure that takes the party into and under Dragon's Breath Tavern. The adventure includes roleplay, exploration, combat, and a dice game called Demon, Demon Dice. dice. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> so we just had a, a question um, from uh, Wizard Caddius who says, Heroes, can, ma- uh, can you make a good necromancer? So I'm going to give my quick uh, retort, yes. And Chuckles is like, nope, the wizard is just recy- into recycling. <laughs> um, one thing that I see a lot is people are saying necromancers are evil. No, they're not. They're It's all perspective. Mm-hmm. If you have permission to use the corp, because let's say, for instance, I go to an, a, a dying soldier whose only joy in life is saving and protecting other people. Uh, sir, I would like to, uh, I could give you eternal battle, protecting the innocent, defending the weak as a lifeless, nasty, rotting corpse. Would you like to do that? Sure. Okay. Boom. We're good. No, I don't think there's anything wrong with using something that it's a husk. It's no longer contains a spirit. There's no yeah. reason for it to be considered evil. And just, just so we're clear, most forms of necromancy doesn't yank the soul from the living shepherd back inside anyway. Right. So. Right. So <laughs> the real thing is, is it distasteful? Absolutely. And we, and we also wanted to point out too that uh, in fifth edition, anything like <laughs> re- re- resurrection, revivify. Re- re- Necromancy slips fell. Yeah, so clerics are necromancers. Yep. Yep. So there you go. Uh, that's kind of a bonus. Uh, let's talk uh, about blank, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where is... Uh, okay, uh, Austin, who is our winner today? Uh, our winner today is Ryan Torres, 1987. Hey, that's Ryan. our patron. Woo! There we go. Congratulations, Ryan Torres. Please leave a review and tell Jeff Stevens how awesome his stuff is, because it's really great. Brandon, if they'd like to be entered to win prizes, how can they do so? Uh, you can follow us on all of our platforms. You can uh, follow us on Twitch by subscribing there. Uh, you can subscribe on YouTube. Uh, we have a Twitter, Facebook. You can subscribe on our website at CritAcademy.com. And I, I think that's it. There's, yep, uh, that, that's, that's good. Yeah, um, yeah it's fantastic. So that'll do it for our show today. It's been very long, um, probably because we spent 10 minutes trying to fix problems, but that's not so bad, I guess. Could have been yeah. worse, could have went out completely. <laughs> uh, I'm really excited um, for next week's episode. Please join us where we're going to be discussing monster loot. Anne Gregerson, we've had her on the show met several times. She's an amazing creator. She's went through and made several books on items that you can harvest from monsters i am amazed just just the sheer volume of stuff she cranks out oh yeah she does she does and it's all amazing um so i'm super excited to talk about this because holy shit i mean when somebody says oh is there anything hard i can harvest from it sure give me a check like there's some things that the dmg talks about like the uh purple poison from the worm the the purple worm you can harvest it tells you that but there's Hundreds of monsters, and not all of them have that. Well, she's took care of that for you. So, uh, I'm excited to talk about that product. Huh, it can is I past t- nine. Can I take one of the angel wings? <laughs> yeah, you can now. So, uh... Chop it off and... <laughs> yeah, it was kind of miffed, actually, to, uh, at Dragon Con tonight, get in, into a 5th edition game that was based off of Monster Hunter. It, that sounds actually kind of cool. I know. Except you'd have to spend hours trying to find the materials. <laughs> if you have any feedback on our tips and tricks or topics you'd like to discuss... 
uh, please send them to us. You can email us at critacademy at gmail.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook at Crit Academy. Uh, we hope you enjoyed your experience here at Crit Academy. If you did, you can help others to find the show by leaving a five-star review on iTunes or your platform of choice. Or you could just send us a message telling us how much you enjoy the show. Also, be sure to give us a like and a share. Um, if you'd like to support the show, there are many ways to do it. You can share our posts. You can become a patron. I highly recommend it. You get all kinds of amazing content for the, the rewards there, so check it out, including playtesting some of our material. Voidwalker is pretty much done. It's being edited and layout starts in a week, so I'm excited for that Paladin. I have oh, also been excited about that Paladin, mainly yeah. probably because I've been working on it, and it's, uh, it's I don't know, a concept that I've always kind of like wanted. And now we actually have it. We have so. brought it to life. I'm it, excited. It's very cool. I'm excited so I'm to exci- work it all the way to level 20. Yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, you can buy our products on DMs Guild. we got all kinds of lots of good stuff. If you can't afford, just head on over to um, DMs Guild and click on uh, pick up our gun mage. It's free. Um, and then leave a review and tell us how much you think about what you think about it. Um, yeah. Like and share our posts and all that jazz. Uh, Brandon does full body art commissions and uh, shoulder line art. You can find pricing there over on Facebook. <laughs> I'm just here. make sure to subscribe to our show at criticademy.com and follow us on twitch and (laughs) youtube and all that jazz so we can help you on your future adventures make sure to check out our fellowship members uh inner party conflict um gabe and jeff do an amazing job of answering your questions like a couple of old sages so definitely check them out uh D uh character lab uh thanks duex meta meta game that is that is that is a dope ass name by the way it is um <laughs> uh damn i lost my place uh D character lab every single week they build out very fleshed out characters and then argue whose baby's better which is fantastic so check them out battling it like a couple of real life bards and brute force and ignorance is a D adventure podcast um actual play and they are absolutely awesome and funny definitely check them out i am your host justin and i'm your guest austin i'm your co-host dan and i'm your co-host brandon thanks hey. for listening Keep your blades sharp and spells prepared, heroes.